Shut up and sit down. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. And, um, you know, this one just goes over our uh, out-of-state hunts and the kind of wrap-up for November. Uh, spent a week in Missouri, and then Frank and Ernie traveled on to Nebraska. Um, hunted over-the-counter state land in Missouri, and then uh, Frank and Ernie uh, were with an outfitter in Nebraska. And uh, so we go over kind of the... Um, how they chose the outfitter, their experience, uh, experiences past uh, at different outfitters, and uh, you know why they chose this one, how it compared, what their expectations were, um, and, and then kind of how the the hunts played out, and kind of both, you know, what we would do differently uh, next time, what went wrong, what went right, and uh, things like that, and. Um, and with this one, we are actually getting back into, you hear some references in the podcast of doing a little bit of video. We did a, a live stream for our Patreons on our Patreon Facebook page and um, got some pretty good feedback on that. Uh, definitely some things that we need to um, work on, but we're using it kind of as a beta uh, for doing some live streaming either on Facebook or YouTube here uh, going forward. But I was just going back watching the live stream trying to steal some clips uh to put up on the the social media and things like that and <laughs> the clips of frank are just hilarious so um i think you guys are really gonna like this one um and if you're wondering about you know wh where that live stream was like i said there's a, a facebook group for our patreons uh patreon is like a crowdfunding for creators that kind of helps um you know, fund the show, hosting, and, and, you know, lets us do kind of stuff like this and gear, gear reviews and stuff like that. Um, it's just a monthly um, donation to the show, basically, um, you know, saying that you appreciate what we're doing. And to give back, uh, we try to provide a little bit of additional content as well as we do quarterly giveaways. This uh, quarter, coming up at the end of the year here, we're giving away a full-on saddle setup, so we're giving away a Trophy Line Ambush Pro uh, full setup ready to hunt with a set of Muddy Pro sticks and an artisan outdoor fabrication uh, platform. So um, if you want to uh, support the show, uh, you can definitely check out uh, patreon.com forward slash bowhunterchronicles. Uh, otherwise, it's on the website bowhunterchroniclespodcast.com and you just click on the Patreon link and sign up and it's just the auto draft um, every month. Helps out. I mean, you know, if nothing else, you're buying yourself a raffle ticket for five bucks for a, a, a pretty good, um, you know, set of prizes. Uh, we do that four times a year, and, you know, we try and do some some pretty cool stuff. And we've got some real good ones coming up for, um, you know, 2020. Got uh, a few things in the works. Um, but, again, if you, if you want to do that, check that out. That really helps us out. We do appreciate it. And... Um, uh, right now I've got some shirts, so uh, for the next couple of people that sign up for Patreon, I've got some shirts that I'll send out to you. Uh, I've been sending out koozies. I've got some of those too. Uh, but if that's not your thing, no big deal. Um, you know, just uh, give us some feedback. Um, you know, uh, tell a friend, tell somebody uh, about the show, uh, you know, refer them to an episode. Um, 
and uh, you know, rate us, give us a review, uh, hit that five star, four star, one star. If you don't like what we're doing, if you're saying these guys are clowns, uh, you know, write a review, take the time and write it out. Say this is a terrible podcast. But if you like it, uh, we like that kind of feedback too. We're always trying to improve. And uh, anything we can do to make the show better for you guys, um, you know, that's what we're trying to do. Uh, this one has a really uh, deer camp feel, and uh, it was certainly fun. So uh, enjoy the episode. Thanks again for listening. Hey, everybody. Back with another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. And we have a full house tonight. So John, Frank, Ernie, and... Uh, my buddy Eric here. Uh, we're going to go through the our out-of-state hunts this year. Um, uh, John's segment on that will be real short. Um, no out-of-state. <laughs> so, so, uh, I was, yeah. was out-of-state, uh, but not hunting. Right. Yeah, and, you know. I did see some. We, we did go up and scout around and found some moose, so yeah. that was cool. Burned up all of his vacation doing that, so he couldn't, uh, couldn't go with us. So... Yeah, what kind of bow hunter gets married in October? I know. I said that. On the, <laughs> I said some, that. You saw some really nice colors. So. Oh, that was gorgeous. Yeah, there you go. So. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, a lot of lobster. Yeah. Did you catch any? I did. I caught one. <laughs> he was too small, though. I threw him back. <laughs> caught him on a, <laughs> on a pole. Really? Yeah. Cast out a... Oh, <laughs> This is funny. There was like, there's no bait shops. Yeah. I mean, I drove, I Googled one and it was a half hour away. Drove, got there and it wasn't a bait shop. It was just like a lobster house. I ended up talking to one of the local guys and he's like, no, there's no bait shops around. He's like, you pole fishing? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, they, you go catch some bass in the ponds. I'm like, no. <laughs> so I ended up going to the little grocery store and bought some breaded popcorn shrimp for bait <laughs> <laughs> and cast it out very first cast this is no bullshit very first cast and, and it, I, we we're staying around prospect bay it was called and i reeled up and it's like you know there's kelp and all kinds of seaweed and stuff got kind of hung up and i'm you know bring it in i'm look i'm like holy shit i got a lobster on there it, it looked just like a giant crayfish i mean it was just a small one and what it was is he had grabbed it with his claw and when and I was using circle hooks and it just it hooked right into the soft part of his joint of his claw and I pulled him up. Well, that was the only thing I caught. So and you let him go because I let him go because he was too small. Yeah. Like for the rules, or yeah, yeah. Well, that didn't. Yeah, it, it, was certain, certain it didn't size. bother you with the redfish. <laughs> well, that was the redfish. I didn't know the rules, so. <laughs> but, so, yeah, ignorance is no. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah. So this year, uh, uh, these guys, uh, Frank and Ernie, were doing this deer tour. <laughs> no, no, small deer tour. Yeah, yeah. You're, uh, and so, what made you do? Um, Missouri and then Nebraska. So what what why did you guys choose those states or well that? when he was he was gonna retire in, in June and uh what we went to the show over there in Grand Rapids, remember? And mm-hmm. 
And I was talking to several outfitters because him and I had talked about going on a hunt after he, you know, retired. So, and it ended up I the 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 one guy that I found that seemed to be pretty legit, you know, on on oh, uh, you know, the deer that they were killing and stuff it was in Nebraska. And so I I talked to him about it, and and then uh, Ern and I, you know, he uh, he gave us a show special for uh you know for for the hunt so uh we went ahead and booked it with him and uh for whitetails and then uh we had talked to uh mike who we'd had on the podcast earlier you know and uh he has property out there in uh, missouri and he was telling us about you know public land and stuff where he started out there so that's how we uh, more or less figured out Missouri, too, you know. And so why – so you just said, well, Missouri's on the way to Nebraska. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, we can spend 10 days there or whatever, you know, right? Well, I make two trips. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, one thing I think might be helpful to uh, the listeners, and I don't, I don't know the answer, because um, I've never went to – so I've never experienced an outfitter. Or, um, you know, so you guys had gone previously to Outfitter in Illinois and then this one uh, in Nebraska. What what was your experiences and then what, um, I guess, what should people expect or what should they be looking for when they're looking for an Outfitter? I mean, because you guys had two completely different experiences, um, I, did, I believe. Well, for one, uh, the, the one in Illinois was uh, a beautiful piece of property and it was a nice you know, set up as far as uh, the cabin and the the lodge and everything, you know, and the hospitality and everything was, you know, it was, that was above the hunting, you know. Uh, the hunting, uh, the land had been pretty pressured, you know, and and uh, it wasn't as, as good as what it could have been. How many know? acres was that? Uh, we had about... Six Access, uh, about six hundred acres. Well, we were at about yeah. six thousand at the main camp. Yeah, they had uh, a couple other satellites, two three hundred acre satellites. That was pieces. Illinois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, central, uh, very, and, and like I say, the the far as the piece that we were on, uh, beautiful for you know, would have been just an excellent place to you know to hunt. You know, but it was just received pressure from a lot of different. Right. Well, they said then the, the guy, the guide actually let like buddies from yeah, well, like the, local people. The guy that in. actually owned that piece, what was he insurance agent or something in town for years or something like that? You know, and he got, he knew a lot of people. Well, you know, he's he's leasing to these outfitters, but he's letting people on his property from, you know, from Locals. town, yep. you know, buddies of his and stuff, you know. So, it, you know, it wasn't a very, very good setup, I can tell you that. Was it a, I mean, did you pay a premium price or was it like a discounted price? No, we paid uh, 15 It was discounted a little bit. Um, it wasn't a guided hunt. It was no. a, what we'd call a semi, where they'd show you where all these stands were if you wanted to use them or you could use your own. Yeah. They had a couple, three quads at the place, so yeah. whoever didn't have a quad was walking. So it wasn't a 
a guided hunt by any means. They didn't have cameras sitting out there. You could basically just go in and you could do, do what you want. Do your thing. Yeah. So if you wanted, I mean, so we know Ernie loves to walk property. You could just. I covered some of it. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> there was a Sasquatch spot. Yeah, uh, yeah. spot. them with us, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so from that experience now, fast forward a couple of years, and now you're going to go on this hunt for your retirement or whatever. Uh, how did you go about choosing the outfitter or, or what? I mean, what were you looking for versus the, the last time? Well, that's when we, I mean, not to interrupt, but that's when we were, were at, at the, the show, Hunt Time yeah. Expo. Yeah. yeah, Grand Rapids. Right. And while well, we were actually doing a podcast with the uh, Habitat, I think. The uh, with the Killer Food Plots. Killer Food yeah. Plots. Yeah. That's when uh, you went around and I found. was just I just talked to various outfitters, you know, and, and guides and stuff. And, and uh, I was looking for something out that way, you know. I mean, it didn't have to be Nebraska. It could have been Kansas. could have been Iowa. could have been, you know, anywhere out there. But it ended up, uh, when I talked to him... He just seemed to be more down to earth, you know, I mean, as far as you know, I, the questions I asked him about, you know, how many they kill, what size they kill, you know, and, and he, he gave me some pretty legitimate, you know, details. Well, then some of the other guys I talked to, I could tell, you know, the guy had, you know, would have his wife there and she's, you know, running, running the money or whatever, you know, and it just didn't, you know. Right, you kind and of, they were more expensive too. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, you know. So uh, the one in Nebraska ended up being. I got a sh- uh, show uh, special for us, and it was twenty one fifty for for a guided. Otherwise twenty five hundred. Yeah, otherwise twenty five hundred seven you, seven and, days. And you plan on paying five hundred more than six that. day days? Well, yeah, yeah. We you know we we had talked about you know. Uh, we didn't really care as far as a, a money issue, you know, where we were going to go, you know, we were talking up to five grand could have been, you know, but, and I thought, well, you know, this seems to be a, re- a really legitimate, you know, deal. And, and the way it turned out, you know, I mean, um, it, they could have worked a little harder, you know, your your guide and your outfitter. I mean, the food was great and everything. You know, I mean, I I got no. You know, well, yeah, two guys taking four guys out, which was fine. Yeah. Um, one guy was sixty one years old. And he was. I don't know. He was probably more ambitious as a forty year old. <laughs> but he knew what he was doing. He I knew mean, where, you know, he I'm knew tons sitting, of experience. I'm sitting across from that guy. Turns out <laughs> he knew. He knew where. You know, no, he couldn't believe Frank was 67. <laughs> he he looks at him. Well, and he, when he when I climbed the tree with my tree stand, he come in there that one night. And he goes, "I can't believe you got that high." He goes, <laughs> <laughs> "But wait till and the other the guy, <laughs> the other guy, pretty much ran it, but he did the cooking and all that stuff. So yeah. they had a limited amount of time. Right. Yeah, they did check." Some cameras Some, and yeah. stuff like that, but all in all, the experience was uh, pretty neat. I mean, if you ever hunted a huge private cattle ranch, it's kind of an experience. And how many acres were available to hunt there? Well, he said roughly 12,000 on the cattle ranches, and they're picking up more yeah. all the time. But there's, um, they have, he has approximately 20 locations. And these are all little wooded cuts and draws off these cattle right. ranches that have pastures up higher. 
Right. And they do these cuts and draws. They've got approximately 20 locations right now. And they hunted. There's four of us. He'll hunt up to eight. So it's. Yeah, it, I remember him saying. These deer aren't pressured at all. Right. Right. I remember him talking. Well, it's, it's totally different than our, you know, anything that we've experienced here in Michigan. You're, you know, uh, the deer out here just, I, I, you know, the first first night I was in the one blind, I had them walk right by me, you know. And I'm thinking, well, they're gone, you know. They're going to win me or something, you know. They don't even care. You know, they just walk by, you know, and I'm going, what? You know what I mean? And I think it what it is is because. I had one big eight back yeah. off. Yeah. Because he smelt me in that one cut. But. But he just know, kind of backed off and turned around and started walking. The, the uh, um, I think what it is 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 everything is, other than cattle, you know, there's. The the ranchers that are you know right out that's there. the only people they see because there's nobody else out there, dude. You know what I mean? There's nobody there. It's just like they're not getting pressured. Like no, the public there's place. absolutely no pressure on these animals whatsoever. This, those yeah. deer come from the other places too. I mean, yeah, this guy said there's ranchers there that have some of the greatest stuff. They don't want anybody. They just don't want to deal with. It. They won't even let an outfitter come in and right. Right. give them fifty grand a year to hunt people and well, stuff. This guy, oh, we don't care. He's you're dying old age. The place the place where we stayed it was a brand new house, right? It was a rancher, right? Yeah. Yep. How many bedrooms? Eight? Uh seven. Seven bedrooms. I'm sorry, six. Two bathrooms, you know, big big uh kitchen area and, and stuff, you know, living room and all that, you know, satellite T V. Um the okay. rancher built this for him because the place that they were staying before, when they got the flooding last spring, he he asked Greg if he could move some people into there, you know, and he says, "Sure, go ahead." Well, they liked it so much they they wanted to stay, so he, he says, "Well, he says, we'll let them stay there, and I'll build you another place over here." You know? <laughs> I mean, so, it's built for hunting, right? You come in. There's two bathrooms out of a garage, right? There's five bedrooms down the one yep. side, big living room, kitchen, dining room. And then another bedroom on the other side. So you got four bedrooms for hunters, and then those two. You got guys. a washer dryer right there when you so walk it's built in. Built just for him, and it's a two stall. That's well, pretty good size grass. Did it's you a guys pull, try the trick? You know, dry the clothes with the, the no. Well, you know, like, like we, they didn't know. We mentioned it. <laughs> we told them about that deal. They laughed. <laughs> so before we get too far into that, that hunt, like the actual right. hunting, so. Uh, before you ended up in Nebraska, you hunted a, a week or how many days were you in Missouri? Hunted eight days. Eight we were days. There, nine days. Yeah. And so you guys left. Well, your your trip was cursed from the beginning. You guys can get into that whatever. But oh, then boy. you were leaving Halloween or, or thereabouts. Halloween here. And, and what, what day was that? Uh, was it Thursday? It was a Thursday. Yeah. So Friday. Um, I I was gonna leave and and come down and I didn't have to work until the following uh, a week again on right. Monday. So um, I was just gonna go and meet you guys down there and stay with you. And uh, my buddy Eric here, who you know, hell, we went to high school together from forever ago, uh, but never really hunted together. You know, we just have been friends and the same group of people and everything. And, you know, it's one of those deals where it's 
I mean, Eric's said it enough, and I think everybody really kind of knows is like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to find that hunting partner, like someone who wants to do the same dumb shit that you want to do. It's like either somebody wants to hunt really easy. One hard for me. <laughs> yeah, he's no stranger to dumb shit. That's, that's for sure. He's the king. But so. But we also had hunted a few times together this year. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, we've been going back and forth about like, hey, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do that. And he's like, yeah, I want to do that too. And then finally he's like, well, I'm going to hunt on the river. And he ended up killing a really nice uh, buck here um, with his bow uh, on the river. And I'm like, man, if you ever need any help or anything. So he's like, well, sure, come on. Yeah. And uh, so then I was like, well, I'm going to Missouri. Um, what's the deal with that? Uh, I, I, I technically don't have the days off, but they wrote me off on the calendar. So I've got a week of that. I don't have to be to work. These guys are already going to be in Missouri. So I could go to the UP or I could go to Missouri. So like, well, I'll, I'll go to Missouri. If you, you know, if you want to go hop in. And then he's like, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. You know? I didn't, I didn't think I'd have enough vacation, but it was, it was a last minute thing. I think I told you like, a week before you guys were leaving or something? It wasn't even that much time. It was like on Monday. He's <laughs> right. like, yeah, I don't want to go to Missouri. Well, fuck. I mean, it worked. So. so, so yeah, so Eric and I left uh, Friday night and, and went down there. But you guys, you know, so you, the the plan, like in my, this is the way that it works in my mind. Because we already know how Ernie wants to scout and scout and scout some more. And Missouri is the mecca. We've got our buddy that was on here that killed a 200 on a 80 acre parcel and you know we see pictures of all of his deer that he passes on you know their property's got 150 minimum you know gentleman's agreement or whatever and you know so we're like fuck yeah and so my buddy mark had been down there and uh he's like ehd has decimated it they ran into guys everywhere it's all bad and uh we were like yeah i think we can figure it out like i think it'll be I think it'll be fine. I got Ernie. He's going to check out the whole place. He's going to walk the state of Missouri. <laughs> We're going to get down there. You know, they're going to have a full day and a half head start. And, you know, they'll know what's what's going on. So we roll into town. We, we barely rolled into <laughs> Almost town. Almost pushed into town. Yeah. Like, first of all, like, and I think this is one of the things, like, from the old days, like, from your, you know, from pre-GPS, pre-maps, pre-anything, and John can appreciate it from when we went out west, but like I'm just following the GPS and I was actually on the phone for like an hour, and I look down and it's like, oh, you got 60 miles until empty. Well, I'll just catch the next gas station. <laughs> Not at fucking one in the morning, you no, won't. Right. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> well, we, we passed, we I don't even know, two or three stations. It was just Small town and they were closed. Yeah, was everything was closed. So we just like kept going and like, it, I was like literally, I ha I think I got a 20, 28 gallon tank and I put like 29 and a half gallons in it. So <laughs> it was like, and Eric's like, oh, it's fine. We got gas. You know, you made it. And it was, <laughs> it was literally like whatever that town was in Iowa, like the big city, like right where you went over the bridge and then we were in Missouri. I mean, it was like 10 minutes yeah. to where we were at. So it was it was lucky, but yeah, so we got there and you guys were like, yeah, there's guys everywhere. There's everything. So like, what was your, what was your experience? And then Eric and I can kind of get into like what happened for us. 
I, I, I kind of thought that, you know, that it was going to be a little different. I didn't think it'd be quite so saturated with people, you know. Uh, but we, there was no shortage of buck sign, was there? I mean, we found pretty much what we, you know, would want, you know. I mean, big rubs, scrapes, you know, just no deer, you know. I mean, the, uh, I, th- I think this is my, you know, uh, how I sum it up. I look at their season starts, you know, early September, September fifteenth, I think, and we were there on Halloween. You know, there's a lot of hunting pressure, dude. You know, on these places from that time until then, you know, and everybody that we talked to down there in the motel where we stayed, you know, some of the guys are hunting public and some are hunting private. A lot of them were hunting private, at leases, but they were saying that the deer. They were waiting for the rut to start, you know, and I'm thinking, man, it should be cooking because when we left home, you know, right, it was on, it was on here, you know, and I'm thinking it's got to be on there. And, uh, I don't know. I was, I was really kind of disappointed in the amount of deer that I saw. Well, also it was their youth weekend that weekend, which I didn't realize until we were down there. Didn't know that either. So that was, there were you guys wearing orange? A ton of people. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Trying to get shot like me then or what? Yeah. yeah well, you know, we, we, you didn't get shot. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. We well, were out of God. state. But, you know, what do you think, Aaron? What, you, what would you say? Well, after hunting Ohio, you know, some public land and stuff like that, we had one place, I believe, that second or third year that we thought was pretty busy. Yeah. Um, this was worse. Really? Yeah. Um, um, amazingly, I mean, I don't know how many Michigan guys him and I talked to, and that's just one of the 10 states we've seen. Well, it's this damn podcast. They were just trying to get down there and see us. Right. Well, I'm sure it was it. But you it know? You they know. couldn't get a hold of hunting public, so they were coming <laughs> in number two. You know, that'd be it, us, it just right? Wasn't, it just wasn't <laughs> Frank Michigan, though. Dude, it was the garbage, Louisiana. Man. It was Florida, oh, yeah. New yeah. Jersey, Texas, and uh, Wisconsin. Locals. That was you know, locals, And then there was local well, guys. I, I you think know? Locals, the locals, I think, were just the, the youth hunters. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was that was a big deal there. You know, I mean, that once that youth weekend was over, most of the local guys went home. You know, they took their kids and left and stuff. And, uh, but you live and learn, Fuck you know them, what right? I mean? It's just, it's just you know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's... Uh, it's a pretty cheap license, you know. It's two and a quarter for the license, you know. Costs. I, I you think know. you could. I think you could manage to hunt down there, um, given some time, you know. Yeah. Well, how late is their season? We go? didn't have uh, January fifteenth. June first. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's yeah. January fifteenth. Eric's already trying to figure out how to get. I am, get but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and the same rules as Walkerville opens up Fourth of July. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, we got down there, and man, I I feel like the guys that we talked to, even and there were guys from Michigan and and everything, and we kind of had the same experience. Like everybody looked on the map and they saw these places, and they were like, "That's where you got to go, and that's how you got to do it." And uh, so Eric, be, and you know, so uh, to start, you know, we had talked about because all these places had like reservoirs and rivers and and all sorts of things, and so. You know, we talked about bringing a canoe down there. Frank's got a canoe with a, a outboard bracket on it. And uh, Eric, 
you know, when he showed up to go, he's like, I got my canoe. He's like, I looked at all these places. And so the first place that we went to, we are like, all right, well, we can put in the canoe and we can float down this way if we need to or whatever. And man, and it was a long freaking, it was a solid 45 minutes or an hour from where we were staying. And we cross this bridge, cross the river, we pull up right there and there's a truck right on the top. And they're like, it's really fucking snotty down there. Like it's, I don't know. Slimy. What was, it, was it was like, like clay. Yeah, it's it like a, all clay though. Yeah, it was slippery. It was probably 30 yards up at a 45 degree angle at least in clay. And uh, we went for it. Well, <laughs> I, I told Eric, I said, because they weren't, they were like debating on what they were going to do. And I'm like, Eric, just pull down there like you own the place. We got a canoe, you know, we did that. And then they just took off. The guy got out and he was like, are you guys hunting here? Like, oh, you know, and he was a really nice guy. And it wasn't like we were bullied him out of there but i was like well fuck it this is where we're planning on going if they can't make a decision whether they're going to park the truck or not like you're keying his truck and stuff yeah yeah yeah. let's get out like we own the place (laughs) it was his first morning he was from michigan too yeah yeah and you know nice dude well we had talked to the ernie ernie talked to the gal that was responsible for that area and we asked her about parking and uh she said, "Yeah, you can park there, but I don't, really, I don't recommend it." You know, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't too bad getting out of there. Yeah, but I, we, I mean, I thought it was going to be a lot worse. <laughs> well, we—I mean, we walked in there and we had all of our stuff with us, and the plan was just to walk around and and kind of see if there was something to set up on, and you know, if we were going to hunt, we'd hunt, and if not, we'd just come back to the truck. And we walked a solid two miles. Um, you know, back in there and all around, we found one stand. We found one big rub and one or one or two a, scrapes. Yeah, one or two small scrapes. scrapes. And it, what was funny, and I think I told you this, John, maybe not, but you know, we Eric and I are sitting there and drinking water and eating. We were walk up through this field, and there's this one little lone tree right there, and I'm like, "There's a kill tree, Eric. That's you the did. one." And we got up to it, and we looked over, and right on the other side, there's a scrape right there yeah. i'm like see i told you and i did that two times <laughs> like there's another spot and it, it you know that might have been it because we didn't we saw a lot of like little rubs like on our way out along this private but you know eric says if i wouldn't set up on it at home i'm not i'm certainly not gonna set yeah. up on it here I, I think you know that's probably like a little bit skewed because like the sign here you know, you're looking for a big buck sign or maybe like a volume of sign. But like when you get out of state, like in Ohio, like anything can walk by. Like that's why you go there. I mean, that's right. why you hunt Missouri. It's the way down there though. Yeah. And well, uh, it was also the first morning. So. And so, so that night we say, all right, well, one <laughs> of our buddies was just down here. He told us where to go. And he said, I hunted here. And like he was hunting right by the road right like yeah. 150 I mean, yards maybe off the road yeah and you know he he sent he was sending eric pictures of like giants really I mean, really, really nice big bucks. And yeah. these weren't like it it you know it wasn't like anything like suspect it wasn't like a picture like uh you know maybe it came from somebody else or it was like a trail cam picture it was like a grainy ass cell phone picture yeah, i have like, no reason to believe that he sent me false pictures right you know and uh so we're like, all right, well, let's go down there. And there's the, like, a, one of the spots was over here. 
one of the there was a boat launch and then on the spots on the other side and so we're like all right well there's nobody parked here we'll go past the boat launch we'll go um i was gonna drop you off and then go back to the other spot we crest this hill (laughs) and there's like five trucks at the bottom like right where we were gonna go and eric says fuck it let's let's put in the canoe and go across the lake and so that's what we did and there was youth hunters there getting ready to to go out right and it goes back to that little sign thing because we figured out where the wind was, got in, parked the canoe. We didn't really scout this like cyber scouted or anything. We just looked at on X and we were like, well, for the wind, this is the only place that we can hunt if we're going to go in from this way. Right. And nobody else was in a boat. Yeah. Yeah. There was area. Nobody else, nobody else was even doing nope. that. And so we went up to the top of this ridge and... I mean, now back to that whole any sort of sign thing. Yeah. We, we walked up there and there was a, I don't know, three foot scrape. With and, a with a run right down the middle of the ridge. Yep. And but so, it was getting late too. It was already, what, 2.30, 2.45? And I feel like you were like frustrated. You were like, <laughs> you're like fuck it. I'm just going to sit right here. Well, I was, I was just getting worried because it was, it was getting late. It was our first night. We had already walked for miles in the morning and didn't see any sign that we thought was good at that time. So, I seen decent sign and I said, you know, I'll set up on it. So see what happens. I walked down like 100, 150 yards from where he was set up and there was a lot better sign, but I was like, you know, like I said, you know, Eric and I hadn't, we, so when we, Eric and I hunted together, we hunted like filming, like I was filming him and he was filming me. It wasn't like we were like, I'm going to go here and you go over there. So I was like, I didn't really know how close was too close, you know, and it, just the way that it laid out, I felt like you I'd have been able to see it. or not? What's that? I, well, from there, I probably could have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it might have been a little I might have been able to hit it with a baseball. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like, uh, I mean, you know, if it, it was one of you guys that had done it. No problem, but like, uh, so I just kind of followed the sign back in, and I, I felt like I found great sign, but in hindsight, like the wind was wrong, like where I set up, um, just just because of the, I had to. There's only kind of like one way in there, and I walked in that way, and then where I set up, the wind was blowing, and it was too thick behind me. Nothing was going to come from behind me, so it was just kind of fucked, but. Yeah, then I start getting texts from from Eric, and I should have just set up where I was going to. Yeah, <laughs> you, I mean, now we know, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't care. You could have been 30 yards away from me. It doesn't matter. Um, I'd have so, been set up. Right. You would have. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I literally set up right at the top of that ridge, probably 10 to 15 yards from where we hit the top of it. And the wind was perfect. It was a just off wind for that ridge. So, in a perfect world, there should have been bucks bedded at the end of that ridge. Well, so I set my stand up. You know, I got all my sticks up, put my stand up, got up in the stand, pulled my bow up. And now it's, I don't know, quarter after three. And my buddy that was sending me points on Onyx and stuff said, be set up by three because that's when they were seeing deer moving so i got that going through my head and well i got up in the stand 
pulled my bow up and I had a branch, like big branch, inch and a half diameter branch, like right in the middle of my back. And I'm like, there's no way I can stick this out all night. So I didn't have my bow hanger up yet. So I lowered my bow to the ground and, uh, got back on the climbing sticks with the lineman belt on and stuff. And I no more than adjusted the stand. I heard something 15 yards behind me. I turn around and there's a nice buck standing right there. And I'm holding on to the tree. The bow's on the ground. You know, what do you do? So I'm like, nobody's going to believe me. So I'm reaching for my cell phone in my pocket. I got my phone out and took a picture of it. And then I noticed 10 yards behind him was even a nicer buck. And I was, <laughs> I was, you know, what do you do? Just holding on to the tree, watching them. And they got close enough where, I mean, man, they probably weren't 15 feet from the tree I was in. Well, by then, I think, you know, the wind was off just enough to where, I don't know if they caught ground scent or caught my scent, but it kind of spooked them. And they circled around and headed towards where Adam was setting up, but he didn't see him. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so the wind was blowing like just that way. Well, I went out on that finger. And so that wind was, yes, it was in my face, but it was kind of blowing like towards you, towards, you know. So if those deer even were staying on that three quarter right there where that made the corner, it was blowing Right. right to that corner. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I didn't see shit, and uh, the next day, we were like, well, we got to get back in there, and that, that night, you guys, the, the the first night that we were there, what did you guys see? I'd say, Frank, overall, it was probably nothing, because I think no, you I only saw the one. I, you didn't have to ask me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It was uh, zero. That was zero. How many deer did you see in the whole trip? Uh, in the woods? Yeah. One. It was a buck, though. <laughs> Big one? That was in Missouri. No, no, no. Yeah, and I, I saw the deer, and I, and I thought, he's going to the, he's going to go across the river, you know? And I go, well, I, I got my grunt to about, and I grunted, you know? And I couldn't see him, you know? And I thought, oh, man, he must have just kept on going, you know? And I thought, oh, I'm going to reach down and, into my pocket and grab my bleat can and I I got my move my hand about six inches. He takes off. So well I guess he should have tried to bleed there looking looking for you. Yeah, he was he was there but he was he just what he did was he turned around and I couldn't see him, you know. So the next morning But Ernie saw you saw uh first night or first day in there, you saw Buck. Yeah. I think I saw six total. Yeah. Six total deer? Yeah. Okay. So four bucks, two days. And just not any good bucks or Correct. nothing. Yeah. So that next morning, this will just kind of tell you how fucking stupid we are. <laughs> um we we get up and we're gonna hunt the same spot. And then the plan was we're gonna get in there, sit the morning, and then because of where it was located, like it wasn't a cruising spot. Like these deer were only going to be out there to bed or they were going to be out there like 
that's it. They'd be there and gone. There's so really you, no reason for them to be out there other than too bad. Or, you know, they've been pressured and they're just stuck Maybe out there. pushed, yeah. So, I told Eric and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit in the same spot. You just go sit wherever you want. And I told him what I'd seen and he's like, yeah, just sit there. Well, we <laughs> fucking set our alarms and we get up and we get in the truck and he's like, because we had to change it to central time. And he's like, why is this an hour off? Why is my truck an hour off again today? And so we're we're like, man, that's fucking weird. So we go, we, we're getting the canoe out and we're getting everything set up. And we're like, man, it's getting light really fast. <laughs> like, like it did, I, I don't even know when it was. It was like late in the day or like when we got back that we realized that that was the day for time change. Daylight change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same weekend every year and it's always when I'm hunting and usually I'm in the same scenario, but in the UP and our cabin is like literally like 45 minutes into central time. So it's like you can run to the store and it's on Eastern time and you can go back to the camp and it's on central time. We're up there with family from Wisconsin that are on central time. And so then there's a time change and it's like you're in this fucking vortex of like, who knows what time it is? Is it your time? Is it our time? Is it old time? Is it new time? And so we did that last year. And last year, that's the day that I killed that buck. Yeah. And Drew killed that doe and Dustin killed the one in, in, in South Dakota. So why that's relevant is we get in there and it's getting light. And so. It's late. We're, yeah. We're late. we're late again. And so we get up a, a I like trying to find a tree and I was going to get in this tree, you're going to get in that tree. And then I get up in this, the, the tree that I finally chose, uh, turns out is, uh, I got this really nice vine that goes up it <laughs> and, uh, that would have been poison oak. Yeah. And so for the rest of the trip, I was itching, um, tremendously, but because of Eric's story, I'm like, I got to get my fucking bow up. I reel my bow up, get my bow hung up. I got my backpack hanging here. And I'm trying to get my camera gear out, and I look, and here comes antlers just up, like basically up from the canoe, and uh, it. I I assumed since it was relatively the same spot, same area, that it was the same bucks that Eric saw. He said there was a bigger one, and there's this one. So I'm sitting there, and it, it comes right up, thirty five yards away. Because I, I had everything else out. I mean, I had my rangefinder release, you know. I wasn't going to let what happened to him happen to me. And I was really excited. And, like, I took a bunch of videos of it with my uh, phone. But then when it got in there, it was, John, if you can, uh, so for our Patreons um, that are watching live, if you go up, this buck that's right above me, it was basically like this buck right here. It It just was right at its ears and it was I mean it was a nice I don't know 80 inch 90 inch buck but it what we can we came to Missouri to hunt big bucks and this was the second day and it was you know he'd already seen two good bucks you know by, I thought by this good though they're what 120 maybe well i mean for us i mean for me personally oh, that's a nice buck like yeah i, don't have I mean not, I, I think that that's you know public land out right. of state never stepped foot on the property you know 
pretty damn respectable. But this one, I would have shot him every single day twice in Michigan. <laughs> but it was just like. Bernie would have shot him three times. It was just. <laughs> it, it was in just, just a few minutes. <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. Um, but it was just like uh, he was like borderline, you know. And um, you know they say if you wouldn't shoot him on the if you shoot him on the last day, you need to shoot him. But I didn't have the camera set up. If I'd have had the camera set up, I'd have shot him all day long. If he'd have walked right underneath me, if he'd have come into ten, fifteen yards, I'd have shot him just. Out of principle, um, but it and he was there for fifteen minutes, so um, it was it was really cool. I mean, and I got a I'll post some of the videos up. I think I shared it with the Patreons, but it's it was cool. And like looking back on it, it's like son of a bitch. Like if when, if, when you look at like the the deer that I've shot, um, you know, there's a handful of them that were bucks and. You know, I, it's funny because I kind of went down there and I said, I just want to shoot an eight point. Like, I've never shot a fucking eight point, And here's one standing there at 35 yards, just licking branches and <laughs> dicking around for 15 minutes. And I didn't shoot him. So, oh, well, but it was cool. I mean, that that basically made my trip right there. I mean, it, I had an opportunity and, you know, I just it wasn't what I was looking for. And I, I'm perfectly fine with that. But. So then that day kind of, I don't know if it like set the tone for the rest of the trip or, or what, but so we got down and walked further into this piece of property and how, so Frank and Ernie, you guys had parked over on the other side of this. Um, how far was it where we were at from, if you were to have to walk in? I think we looked on the map, and it was probably yeah. a couple miles, right? Yeah, it was almost from, two miles from back that in side. that one point. So, Eric and I got down and moved, and we just kind of moved out to where and where you sat. Well, there was a ton. I mean, where we walked down this thing, you couldn't walk 10 feet without a rub or scrape or something. I yeah, mean, it was like an old logging road. And it was just destroyed. Yep. And so, we got to this, like, intersection, and... uh He's like, well, I just want to get up a tree right here where I can see. And so then I cut down, you know, off where I couldn't, I couldn't see the trail and I couldn't see uh, anything. I didn't end up seeing anything. There's more possums in Missouri than there's deer, I think. I saw a possum, I think, every time I was in a tree. But I saw a couple, I saw two possums that evening. But I was there. But Eric had a guy walk in on him. Yep. And it was... It was it was warm. It wasn't that it hadn't cooled down at that point. Well, Ernie and, and I saw this guy in this parking lot on the south side, <laughs> and he was from Louisiana. And we saw him getting his. And this guy had had gear. I mean, he had. Oh gear. yeah, this, this guy had, had gear. His truck. His truck was rigged out where you know he he let the tailgate down and stuff, and then he had the big sliding drawers, you know, and all that stuff in there. And he had, oh yeah, he had like maximum gear, and he was like, you could tell he was like everything was was he right was, there. He was know? loaded down. Oh yeah, he was loaded. <laughs> and we saw this dude, and I says, you know, he's going back in there, you know. Well, that night when we talked to these guys, you know. Eric said he was sitting here, and all of a sudden, here comes this guy. Yeah, I had uh, 
Adam had just left, and I think I had two sticks on my tree, and I seen him coming, and uh, I started whistling at him, you know, and trying to get his attention, and he was, like, on a mission. I don't know where he was going, but he finally did see me, and he just kind of threw his hands in the air and turned around and left. So I And I asked I Eric, know. I said, did he have pink fletchings yeah, on his arrows? Yeah, and he pink, goes, yep. Yeah, pink camel or something. <laughs> hunter's, too, orange. Hunter hunter orange, orange and, hunter orange, yeah. and then he had pink fletchings well, on his arrows. Due to the youth on, I think yeah. he wanted to wear the hunter's orange, but he did right. have pink, uh, I don't know, four inch maybe, yeah. three or four inch yeah. pink yeah. fletchings. But that dude had walked almost two miles yeah, he, to get in there. And he then, didn't look real impressed no. when he seen me. Which, you know, he could have walked right by me. I mean, it's public land. That's right. That's part yeah, of I mean, it. But, and, it's, and it's big in there. But you know. it's respectful. For sure. You know, I'd have done the same. Yeah. But. Oh, absolutely. Throwing your hands up and been pissed? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, he, he did I walk a long ways. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went over pissed on your tree. Yeah. You know, so. That happens. <laughs> I hunt with Frank, and he'll go upwind to me and take a shit oh, hey, <laughs> well hey he's trying to better his odds that's right you gotta, you gotta, you, the older you get you he's just I mean? looking for an opinion on how good it was you, know? you have to you have to get every then you take a every, picture and send you know you. advantage you can you know true story true story <laughs> many times so then the next day the wind changed so eric and i took the same and i think your guys's experiences were the same little to no deer or well, little deer or whatever. Well, Mike told us to go into that the edge of that cornfield, walk the edge of that woods. Remember? Mm-hmm. I think he was just trying to punish us. Yeah, I think <laughs> because we, you got to pay a, your dues. We, we, we got where, into a spot we couldn't fall down. Yeah, <laughs> this is where tree stands on our back, all our gear, a lot of briars in Missouri, and yeah. and we we walked what a hundred yards into the crevice. Mm-hmm. It was a. I we mean, survived that. It was a crevice, man. I mean, like you know how that stuff is, you know. Well, the fence. Yeah, and it, we we went across the fence. We threw our stuff across, like in in you know, went across the fence like this, you know, and got to the other side, and we went another hundred yards, and I and I stopped, and I said to her, and I goes, "I ain't going no farther," and he goes, he pulls out an and he goes. We're not even a third of the way there yet. And I says, I don't give a shit, man. I says, I know the trail's over here about 500 feet, man, or 500 yards or whatever it was. Yeah, that's closer, I said, 500 I said, yards. we're going this way, or I am. I said, you can go on if you want. I said, but I'm not going any farther. Oh, it was just god awful, you know. I mean, I, I don't know how. We found spots down there that were so good, you know, didn't we? So good, like that one down on the creek there in the back and stuff. Remember the big tracks of rubs and everything? To get in and out of there, you'd need a helicopter. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it would take you, you would have to leave two to three hours before you were going to hunt, you know, to get in there. And it's only, what, half mile? Yeah. That's fair. Half mile, probably. Oh, we found some spots down there. They were killer, you know? I ain't going back in there. I says, you know, I'm not gonna, not gonna do it. It's probably just like where we were climbing up. Well, yeah, the one spot, but yeah. So the the next day, the wind changed, and so we are like, well, we had success over here, so we'll just go access across the lake to the other side. 
And it's just another one of those fucking things where, like, the day before, we messed up and went in too late. Well, now we looked at Onyx and we were like, okay, well, this has got to be betting. This has got to be betting. And so, the wind's going to be here. We want to be here. And so, I went in between one betting area. Like, I went on one side between the two betting areas and he went on the other side between the other two betting areas. Yeah, there was, was like... like Three batting areas and probably what hundred and hundred uh hundred and fifty yards between them maybe, yeah maybe, and uh, but we waited until like the gray light to try and get through there, and it was it was substantially thicker than the other side where you guys ended up going because where yeah. where we hunted the first day wasn't all that thick and you know Frank and Ernie are like oh thank you Jesus this isn't nearly what we've been going through like regular woods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so we waited until gray light and then Eric set up like right in the center of this thick ass, nasty stuff. And so if you're ever in Missouri and, uh, you're near water and, uh, you find, uh, a black Eagle outlaw. With the Bowhunter Chronicles logo on it and in the broadhead, <laughs> that got ripped out of my quiver right there. And uh, thanks to Kyle at DCA Arrows, it's got my name on it. So if you guys just want to return that, um, there's one in the Muskegon River too somewhere um, that I lost under the same circumstances. But I didn't set up in the middle. I was like, I'm just going to keep walking until I get to something that looks huntable, and I did. And same deal. No sooner did I get set up and got my tether and got everything and my bow is laying on the ground here comes a doe like right to the base of my tree i got video of that with my phone too and she's about 10 feet away from my bow and ended up circling around me and then i had a i think it was the spike that was tormenting eric um come back and run through there and uh maybe a half hour or so after after that and I got all set up I looked over and I was on another logging road and just a big like tank of a buck like this it, I just saw him for like a second but you know how like deer have that like posture where they've just got their head up and straight and they're like on a mission you know that's what this deer was but it was just big dark horn tall and then just out of my life forever and i don't know if we were close enough at that point where because i was like grunting at him and stuff and like i could hear eric rattling and i I think i may have seen that buck that morning because i seen that spike push i don't remember just grunting like crazy push three i think doe by me and then i seen right before i seen the spike i seen a really big body deer um, but it was so thick, and then it dropped down in the drainage ditch. There's like a drainage ditch that runs down to the um, canal, I guess, that we went up. And uh, the only thing I seen come up out of that was a spike, but I don't think that was the same deer because the spike was a lot smaller. But Yeah, and so we were sitting all day, and right there I was like, there's got to be... You know, if these deer, where we were set up was on the bedding. So I'm like, well, the deer didn't get in there before I did because, 
you know, I would have pushed them out or we would have heard something, you know, and the deer were already, were starting to come back, you towards know, towards the mainland. Right? Yeah. While, while we were set up in there. So I wanted to see where that buck went through and why. And I was set up really near like a saddle and he came right through that saddle. When I went over there, there were scrapes everywhere and then there was rubs and I fell down and it was onto one of John and fa- John and uh, Ernie's favorite features. There was a nice bench. Bench, the bench. And uh, it was just all torn up. There was acorns down there. There was the honey locust. There was there was tons of food, and these deer had been going crazy down there. So I wandered around down there, couldn't didn't really see anything that looked any better than anything else. But I figured the bedding area behind me, you know. The wind wasn't great for that bedding area, but I was like, those aren't going to be the only deer in the area. There's going to be something else coming through there. Like, I mean, I've already kind of burnt that by even where I was sitting. So I just went down there and I seen like three or four deer that night. And what's funny is you said that about that can call. I had the exact opposite experience. I had these deer come through 100 yards, 150 yards out in front of me. And they'd gone by. I hit the can call, and they ran right to the base of my tree. Like, I didn't get the opportunity to reach. He was <laughs> trying to can call. Can I call. tried to reach for my can call. He saw my hand move. <laughs> so, but I mean, they they ran like there was a deer within three feet of my water bottle that was laying at the bottom of the tree. Why was looking that the other way? What's that? Why was the water bottle at the bottom of your tree? I didn't need it up in the tree. Oh, I thought maybe you might have dropped it. Or no, no. I dropped my fucking binoculars this morning. <laughs> that was less than exciting. How'd they fare? Did you break them? No, they're good. Oh, I fell off the workbench and I broke them. Six inches of snow up there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Adjusted something and then all of a sudden I just watched so, something fly by my face. Did he see any deer that day? You know, I... That was a rough day for me. I don't know if it was. I don't know. Well, we got that, down. You we, seen that spike? No, well, you yeah, seen in the that morning. Spike. You in the sat morning. in the same spot the whole day, didn't you? No. Remember that morning? Oh um, yeah, you said fuck this. I, right. I was so frustrated because, like Frank said, it, you couldn't even fall down in there. Oh, like, yeah. and I was just so we, me and Adam had texted, and uh, he's. I thought you said you were coming towards me. No, I said there was a deer coming towards No, no, I thought this was later in the day when you, you got down and moved. Oh, yeah. And I got down to move, and I was just, I couldn't, I couldn't freaking go anywhere. Like, it was just so thick, and I ended up going back to the canoe, and then I went across the canal that night, kind of over by where you had seen the buck the one morning, and I didn't end up seeing anything. Yeah. So then I picked you up after dark on the other side. But yeah. I was pretty frustrated that night. Yeah. So <laughs> so then we went back into the same spot the next day, and I'm like, well, I'm going to walk down to that saddle, and uh, that's where I'm going to sit. And he's like, well, all right, I'll just walk up there with you. And you were like, <laughs> you, you were like kind of surprised because you're like, there's like a road right here. Like, you walked all the way. I, I walked all over there. He's like, that. I was in the bucket. Like, it was the I, thickest shit. And I was literally like 30 yards from that road the day before but you know it's so thick you can't couldn't see it i couldn't see it you know so well i was like i'm i can't see i can't shoot i'm not gonna sit here like i'm just gonna keep walking until something pops out and and there was you know where i was at there was scrapes 
all set up. Well, we walked up there and, and I walked right to the tree where I was sitting the day before. And uh, he's like, well, this is a lot more open than where I was at. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm just going to go down here. And I'm like, just keep going down and see what you can find. Because, I mean, it's, you know, there's deer here and you you seen deer yesterday. So, so then he walked about 30 feet and got up a tree, it sounds like. <laughs> and that was, that was the spot. It was. So it was, it was actually, I think 45 feet, but <laughs> it, was like, it, was, it, it was just, it just like made this like little corner where I didn't walk the day before. Cause I didn't know how far down there he was. So I walked down and I turned this corner, which was right up the hill from where I was the mount the morning before. Like if I climbed the, down the tree the morning before and went to that spot, it was probably only 75 yards away. But I, you know, so I didn't want to mess him up. So I just. I was like, well, I'll just go down here. And it was fine. I mean, I saw a deer and, it, you know, it, I was in a spot where I was confident that if the rut was going on, that's where the deer would be. Because it was like, compared to everything else, it was like super wide open. There was food. There was, you know, tons of sign. There's buck sign. There's doe sign. There's deer sign. The whole time we were there, though, uh, how many deer did you see chase? Just that spike. That was you too, right? Yeah, I see. I heard a chase on the side of the river you sat where you seen the buck. Right. I heard a chase that that evening. evening before, wasn't it? And it was after that buck just come by. Okay, that's right. It was. I think it was just the younger bucks. I don't think the bigger bucks were on. Everybody was telling us, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so that day I sat in that same tree the whole time. And I was like, because I was confident and I had. A little, I think it was that spike back making a scrape, and he went past me down around, and and then I'm you know all day just fucking nothing, and I seen I seen some tails like way way down, like way down on that bench, and like more down towards the the water, but it wasn't. There's no way that they could have had any inkling that I was there. So, I don't know what was going on. Could have been chasing. Could have been coyotes. I, I, you know, I don't know what the deal was. But then it was just a long, long, long day of nothing. And then it gets to be about, I don't know, a half hour before dark. And I just hear, God fucking what? <laughs> and it was dead silent like it was there was yeah. not a wind there was nothing and uh so how'd your day go eric <laughs> so i left adam in that morning and i headed up the logging road and um i planned on going until i seen good sign and i i don't know how far it was from you 150 yards maybe and i spooked up a deer and there was two fresh scrapes right on the logging road and it was right on the corner of the one bedding so i said well i guess i'll set up here you know it was already light and stuff so i climbed up the tree and got all set up and man it wasn't i don't know maybe a half hour later i seen a a small buck spike kind of goofy on one side um he came by pushing a doe grunting behind her and then uh, i grunted at him and like 20 minutes later, he came back by and he worked the scrape right in front of me, 20 yards away, standing on his back legs and stuff. It was pretty cool. And uh, he ended up walking off. 
And then I didn't see anything until a half hour before dark. And but you had texted me, and you're like, I can hear him behind me. Like, I can hear him in this bedding area. Like, Yeah, I could hear him in the bedding area, but I just I couldn't see nothing. And, you know, I would try to grunt or, you know, bleat, which I've never had any luck with those can bleats. I don't know. A lot of guys do. Adam did when we were there. I've, I've been using one for years, and I've never had it work for me. Me either. The grunt? The grunt works all the oh, time. But yeah. anyway, so nothing would work. I couldn't pull anything out of there. And then a half hour before dark, um, I heard a deer coming. And I it seemed like I heard it forever. And it, sound, it just sounded like a buck because it would just take a couple steps and stop. And then take a couple steps and stop. Well, I finally seen it. And it was the uh, the smaller of the two that I had seen the first night. Because we're only probably, what, a half mile away from there? Maybe? Quarter mile? Oh, yeah. It's uh, not that far. Yeah, hard to say. Tops. It was just a As a the crow flies, head, I guess. Yeah. So, I seen the, the smaller of the two bucks I seen the first night, which, you know, I wouldn't think twice about shooting him. So... I get set up, and, you know, he's in the thicket right on working the downwind side of the bedding area. And uh, so he had just went past me, and I thought he was going to pop out onto the logging road where that scrape was, but he didn't come out. Well, as he was working by, I heard another deer behind him, and it was the bigger of the two bucks. So I grunted, and they both started coming into me. But the smaller one that was out in front, he wouldn't come out of the thicket. The bigger one came right to the edge of the thicket, which is like 20 yards. And I didn't think he was going to come out, but I was ready. You know, I had the bow ready and stuff, and I just had to draw. And it was, there was some stuff there, but not like, I mean, there's a lot of holes to shoot through. So he came right to the edge, was looking right at my tree. And then he couldn't even fit his head through the thick shit. It was so thick. He had to, like, shake his head through it. And he pops his head up out, and I'm thinking, awesome. You know, like, I don't know if he's going to come out or not, but he had his head out, which seemed like forever. And then he worked his body out, and he was broadside, um, 18 yards. I, You know, I thought, I got this in the bag, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I go through all my motions and you know let go of the release and that's when adam thought i fell out of my tree (laughs) 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 and so it it, uh i my arrow hit a branch like he was 18 yards i think the arrow hit the branch at about five yards from me and just flipped through the air and flung all over and stuck in the dirt about five feet from the deer and he took off and uh, ran back into the bedding area, and it just, it sounded like when a deer crashes, you know, when you shoot it and it crashes, but I knew I didn't hit him because the arrow was <laughs> stuck in the ground, and I seen the whole thing, you know, and the sh- scrub trees were just shaking, and uh, so I actually think he started coming back in because he didn't know what the hell happened, and then that smaller eight point was still there which i thought he took off too but he never did he stood there for like five minutes and didn't move he was just looking my direction so i actually started grunting again trying to get him to come out and he wouldn't come out and he ended up turning and working off 
So and you said you thought he was coming towards me. Yeah, or he one was of- headed your direction along the edge of that, and kind I, of following the logging road. On I can hear him back in there, and like I showed, I got a video, and I, I think it's that weird little spike that Eric was, had seen earlier in the day. But like right at like, it, Eric thought it was going to be too late to like see anything on the video, but. Like, I had the camera set up. Like, I had enough time. It was just, like, the same thing. Like, crunch, 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 you know? And, like, I knew where they were going to come out. Like, I was tight string, camera rolling, and this little doinker just steps (laughs) out. Come on, you know? I mean, if it had been, hell, if it had been the buck from the other day, I mean, everything was absolutely perfect except for... It was just that that little stupid the wrong spike. deer, right. wrong deer. But and so that was Eric's last day, and he's yep. all like, "That's it for me. Look, I'm done. Like that was my <laughs> opportunity. That was it. That well, was the I, whole thing. I really had two because I had a, one the first night yeah. too. So I I feel pretty successful for the limited time that I have. I mean, I really had two opportunities at pretty nice deer. And so that was your first out of state hunt. Yeah. Like, what's your like? takeaway like what would you have done differently or what you know for next time um i don't know i i think it went great for me as far as how i feel about the trip um i think like if i went back to that same area again i think it'd be a lot easier to be successful for sure but uh i definitely wouldn't i would look into going not on the youth hunt weekend. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, like, I mean, we had what, no idea. Would you would you go earlier, maybe? You know, or yeah, I before would go the earlier. rut. You know? I I think the hunting would probably be better earlier. That's what I was wondering. You know, because uh, everybody was there to hunt the rut, right? And all the buck sign was there. I yeah, mean, there we, was. Bu- we, we found seen tons we found of rubs sign. as big as your leg. You know, and you knew them bucks were. You know. When, they, when they're when rubbing stuff like that, they just don't, you know. They're not that little spike. No, they're not them little guys, you know. And you talk to some of the guys that are around there that have seen them, you know, and stuff. You know, well, but, like, I go back, you know, to the pressure, you know. Yeah. You put that much pressure on them for that, that long a time, you know. And those deer, you know. That's why I think you guys were so successful. I think so, seeing too. Seeing deer. Those deer had to be pushed. You know what I mean? They from, were pushed way back in there. Yeah, that's all. right. And that's why that guy, when he, he was going back there, he knew what he wanted to do. Right. You know? Well, then when he saw you, he was just like really not happy. You know? But I mean. Because, yeah, but he's the only guy me and Adam seen right. out of those days that we went over. Yeah. There. And so yeah. then we went there the next day or two days later and I, Ernie and I had a guy walk in on us. But that was also on the weekend or like on Friday or something. Yeah, it would have been on Friday. But. So what I was just thinking about when I'm hearing this and, you know, I'm watching John listen to the story, but, you know, that kind of sounds like, with the exception of the hit limb, kind of like your story the first time that you went down to Ohio, like your first out-of-state trip was similar. You, you had opportunity at the deer oh, yeah. first day and then the second day, you're like, well, yeah, well second the sec- time's a charm. Yeah, the second day when you came in. I thought it was a different buck, but it, I'm, it was the same buck. I mean, when it, you know, look back on it, but 
Yeah, that was, I mean, that, that was a whole different scenario. I mean, that year, that was like one of my first years back in the hunting after my back issues and I didn't scout or anything. So, you know, we already went over this in one of our first podcasts, but, you know, Frank, Ernie, my brother all went down and they scouted it. And so, you know, my brother asked me, hey, you want to go hunting? I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I'll just sit wherever you guys, you know, I'll take whatever. So I'm not, I'm not going to say, yeah, put me in the best spot. Right. Or, you know, so just got out into this opening, found a tree. I'm like, I'll sit there. Shit. <laughs> and I'm seeing, you know, seeing three different bucks. I think it was that first morning, one real early, then one come out and walked down that field, ended up going all the way down around by my brother. And then that one ended up eventually killing, but. The next day he came in, it was the evening, he came across that whole field actually, come popping out right, right in front of me. Well, but like but, I say, it's just that that same thing, it's like, you get... Yeah, well, I mean, I, I didn't know the caliber of bucks that were down there, I mean, I mean, it was, it was a decent buck, I mean, I mean, it was a dandy buck for up here, oh, yeah, but he right. was, you know, after seeing like your buck and PJ's buck and... <laughs> And all the other ones, and I was like, "Yeah, well, even the buck I seen, which ended up, I'm sure, was your buck the next year." But yeah, so uh, you know that was Eric's last day, and uh, the next day we didn't hunt the morning um, because I'd get the canoes and all the shit straightened out. What was that? The canoes straightened out. Yeah. So Eric left the canoe. I left the canoe for these guys. We, we hunted that uh, same spot with Frank and Ernie the next day. We didn't see a single deer. We didn't do anything, and it wasn't uh, all it was cracked up to be. Oh, er, yeah, Ernie did see one deer Recently. in the evening for for a, for a moment. And did you guys sit all that that whole day too, or did you get down to? Uh, no. Well, so we went in there in the afternoon. Didn't we, we went in there in the evening. Yeah, we didn't hunt that morning. We went oh, in there in the right, evening. That was, that's when Ernie saw the deer, and right. I didn't see anything. And then uh, the next morning, we went in there. and It was cold as fuck, oh. and uh, we we set up and um, had a guy walk in on us. And I was like, "That's about enough of that." And Ernie's like, "You don't got to twist my arm if you want to go back." Because it was cold, and uh, it was just I I I. I personally think what happened was, you know, those deer were in there because they weren't pressured. Right. And then we started we to put pressure on right. And yeah. then they they had to adjust. That was right. enough pressure to push those deer out of there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys hunted it, what, three, four days? Yeah. yeah we, that was, yeah, you that's guys all it does. Yeah. You know. And then, so Frank and Ernie at that point were, like, kind of really cutting it close because you couldn't, I mean... If they killed something, they had to be in Nebraska on this day. On the ninth. Yeah. So, um, they didn't, it was like, well, if you kill one because you can't transport bones or all that stuff, then you got to figure out how to break it down, this, that, and the other thing. So, so you guys didn't hunt, I don't think, after that. I don't know if you went out that evening uh, or... I don't remember what I don't remember what happened. Did laundry it was, or something? It was uh, 
I need, we, well, we had to. That was the next day. Next day, we had like a week's worth of laundry or something, you know, that we wanted to get, yeah. you know, just to redo all our, our gear, you know, before we went to Nebraska. <laughs> and then so the, well, that's what you did the last day. So yeah. I don't remember what happened that evening, but nothing happened. It was uneventful. I, I drove over to another property the next morning and uh, these oh, guys didn't right. hunt. Yeah, that's what they did. And uh, that was on Friday morning. So that was a Friday morning. And I drove over to this other spot and there was a ton of, agriculture so there was like standing corn and beans and all sorts of stuff and it was like the most wonky like crazy place to try to get to like there wasn't a good like seamless route around it it was like a bunch of like side roads and bullshit but i drove in to like the first parking area not a soul there was nobody and this was well after daylight like i was just gonna kind of go in there and kind of gauge like where there's gonna be people and what was going on i went around the corner there was one missouri truck and then a mile down the road there was another missouri truck it wasn't being hit by out-of-staters drove a couple more miles and then there was like a camp i seen people camped out i went to the main place and it was like an rv park there was like Fifth wheels, there's a breakfast buffet, there's like all sorts of, you know, I mean, but I I kept on going around and because it was so, such a weird place to, to get to, um, you had to drive by a bunch of private and uh, I d- had driven past the private and I seen this like real nice 130 inch buck, you know chasing these does and it was like right on the border of this this public that i was going to so i circled around and got over there and you know i pulled into another parking area and there was nobody well so i went in and hunted and i'd seen a couple does got down at noon and that's when the the guy started to roll in for the weekend so like where i parked there was nobody when I got back to my car, there was a wall tent set up, a camper, <laughs> and then a tent over on the other one. And I think it was just because of the, it was the weekend. Um, and they were M- Missouri plates. It wasn't out-of-staters or, or anything like that. But there was a bunch of standing corn, bunch of beans. Like, there was a bunch of, I mean, it was. Wasn't their gun hunt going to start pretty quick? Uh, oh. the following weekend. Following weekend. Following okay. weekend, it was going to start. Here, but did you see the fifth wheels? The, the big fifth wheel right on the road. On the field on the road. Yeah, unbelievable. That was Those, the last. Yeah, the so, last the, morning so that went. morning. I don't know. Yeah, you guys were gonna go hunt, and you didn't get up. Yeah, and so we I had to move glass. my stuff out of Eric's room. Eric and I had a room, and then I had to move it for the last couple of days back in with Frank and Ernie. So. We got up at first light and we drove around and we were looking, you know, trying to find deer in fields and kind of see what was out and running around. Eric said he's seen a black deer. Um, <laughs> I did. I'm still sticking to that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that was, I mean, that was pretty much it. That, that, that was, if uh, in hindsight, I, I really think what, what I was kind of getting at when I was asking you about that is I think we should have spent more time like driving around and looking for for deer out in fields or you know out 
moving around, kind of getting an idea of how the deer were moving. Kind of like the hunting public guys do. Well. We get out and just. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's. I would have been a lot happier doing that. <laughs> with your coffee, donuts. Yes, and being there, oh, there's a deer, look at that. They are, they do have them out here, you know? But, <laughs> but to be honest with you, I mean, it's real easy to watch them do that and, you know, and be like, oh, well, that's, but then when you get there, you're on, you feel like you're pressured. There's so right, much of a right. timetable, like you got to be right. in the woods. Yeah. And Especially um, for me, because I had like three and a half days, yeah. so I didn't want to spend a day and a half, you know, driving right. around. <laughs> Well, but I mean, I think that that's what I would do differently. And that's really the way that I've been hunting this year more is I would rather go and like hedge my bets on deer that I had seen the day before, you know, you know, and, and that's, you and, know. And just like what you're saying, like I said, I think going down there and trying to hunt a rut down there wasn't, you know. I think if we were down there two weeks earlier, right, it right. would have been a lot better for exactly. us. Our, our uh, you know, I think there would have been less people, right? You know, for one, because everybody wants to hunt a rut. I was know? shocked, honestly, about how many people were there and how many out of state people were oh, there. Oh yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was like nuts. It was like where I hunt up, you know opening day a rifle up by Baldwin. I mean, there was just trucks everywhere. It was crazy. Yeah, it got pretty hectic. So, needless to say, one arrow loosed, um, a couple opportunities had, and uh, that was that was Missouri. And so then you guys pack up the trailer and head on over to just a meager seven hours and forty minutes more. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Right on the way. Yeah. Well, we stopped in Iowa City because there needed some some galoshes. Arctic Shield. Ar- Arctic Shield. There's, Arctic Shield. They're uh, supposed to be sending me a pair of those right now. Yeah. Um, Double XL? Uh, I told them I had size 12 boots. So, well, you, you um, want the biggest one they make, dude. Well, they're, they size these for boots, not 1,200, 1,600-gram rubber hunting they're sized for a hiking boot. For like a, a leather boot. Oh, okay. I've got XLs, and they would not even come close to going on my 1600s. I could get them on my 1200s, my rubber. One zipped up, and one almost zipped up in the mm-hmm. back. But it saved the and bacon ex- there. And explained why, one degree that one why you needed them. Yeah, you, and you had <laughs> cold front. Toe warmers, and he had all kinds of stuff going on, man, in there. Oh, yeah. With them boots over and everything else, and it was still cold. And you were just out there in your long johns? Yeah, I was like, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, he was, he was bummed up. Are you crazy? But I did find out one thing. I mean, he's basically calling you a pussy, Aaron. I got, <laughs> I got a dry plus suit, you know, the my the bottoms in the, in the pullover, and I wore that for two days out there. And I'll tell you what. He was damn happy he brought him. Oh, man. That was, I was so happy. That thing was so warm. Oh, it was, I ain't going to lie to you. It was cold. The wind oh, was 15 it, out had, of the north that morning. I had morning. my spider bibs on the it one day. It was one degree when we woke and up. I, and I took them off. And we went back at noon. I, I took them off. And I said, I, I can't wear these, man. I was rubbing. 
I was rubbing hand warmers, the mega hand warmers on my on my legs on the outside, <laughs> you know, trying to keep them warm, you know. And I said, oh, I'm going to pull the other gear out. And I pulled that stuff out, man. I was so happy. Man, I said, was that the Cabela's Dry Plus? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't even hardly pull my bowl. It was that cold that morning. I said, I got to try. Oh, man. <laughs> got you, her back. I you did thought, her three you times. You, you thought your bowl was creaking, but it was your shoulder. <laughs> it was my shoulder. <laughs> it had to be. Yeah, no, see, that was horrible for, I don't know, what, day and a half? Almost, yeah. It was it was a good day and a half, almost two full days. You know, yeah, it was real, real, real. Bitter. Coldest I've ever hunted, as far as and, and uh, the thing about ball. that area up there, one degree. You're if you're on top of those knobs and stuff, you know, the wind just come. There, there's nothing to stop. Nothing to slow. You know, two other dudes in through. camp had body heater suits. They said oh, otherwise yeah, they we were, couldn't have done that. We wouldn't. We wouldn't have. And they were. You should have seen how they geared up before they went out there. You know, and then they're taking he body, heater body suits out there, sitting up there in the tree. <laughs> All right, so, so, um, the outfitter hunt, right? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be easy. It's a sure thing. It's it's no problem. You know, all these guys pay all this money. They kill all these big bucks, but they paid for them and and all this. So, um, well, it couldn't be farther from the truth. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Enlighten us, because I mean, I okay. think that that's a perception. So, you know, you guys are regular guys. You're you're, you're paying. You no. know, let's go back to Illinois. I don't know, seven eight years ago. Yeah, we did that one. A bunch of us went down there. I asked the guy. I said, "What is your success rate?" He says, "About twenty five percent." I went, "Wow." So that was success rate is what he's saying. And that's about what we've seen down there. That was in Illinois. Roughly. Okay. I called this Greg Fine after Frank told me what he wanted to do. And he said, I said, okay, sounds good. I said, Greg, what's your success rate? He says, well, I have about a 75% opportunity rate with the bow hunters. But he says not everybody can shoot. hits them or... <laughs> like in, for example, the other two fellows that were with us, one guy shot a very, very heavy eight, scored 120, 125. The other guy shot a 10 with a tack cam, but he hit it. Like, I think he missed all the ribs. Yeah. And then you could see it. He had a really good picture. They never found that deer. But he killed the deer, basically, right? Mm-hmm. He's done. That's his first buck. So it down there is it you draw blood, you're done? No, according with Greg, he says he's got to weigh the situation. He right. said if if you wing him, you tell me, man, I hit him in the foot. I hit him in here. But the beauty of that tacticam, he said, was I know where he hit him. Yeah, he hit him in the back. You know, he said he hit him in the in the ribs. The he back of the rib. Back right? of the ribs. No. You know, punch in the gut. Yeah, so Which, they don't have you know. So they never found them. They didn't. No, no. They looked, and there was a a situation there where he was hunting kind of on the borderline of another ranch property, property. Near another property, and it could have went on the other land, and they didn't have they permission didn't, to you know. So Greg went on his own behalf, right, and went in to further further check. They never found anything. 
You never that found a good salt, blood good or anything. dog tracking opportunity. Mm-hmm. And sure. Unless you hit the private. And then, well, the problem is with this particular private guy, they've got some issues going right now on property lines, but I think they ironed them out by the time we left. Well, anyways, all four guys in camp, we all got shots. And so Greg just, when it was over, he just, well, 100% this week, opportunity. And I said, you know, I'm talking to Frank on the way home. I said, that's all you can ask for. You, I, I, you know, hey, I admit, you know, Whatever, whatever reason I missed that buck. Well, it, we haven't, we haven't got yeah, we haven't that got far there yet. yet. But jumping. I'm just telling you, whatever, whatever <laughs> reason that I missed, that was exactly what I went out there for. And it was, it would have been a, a, a deer of a lifetime, you know, for me. It was, and I still, it still, I see it. But I don't know. I, I mean, couldn't have changed anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, was, it, was, it is what it is. You if know? you get an opportunity. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, all I want. That's, that's all, all I you wanted. you really you know? ask for, right? I mean, I was. And it, and it, it happens so fast out there, don't it? Yeah, well, same here in a way. But, I mean, you're, you're texting or daydreaming or whatever. You know, sometimes you're out there a long time. And ten seconds later, it's over. And you're wondering, did that just really happen? Yeah. You know, on, on a situation like what Frank went through. I mean, it all happens, the deer's gone, and you're going, holy shit. You know, I just seen a monster. All right, so you guys got out there. It was cold. Well, super not cold. right away. Well, it wasn't, you know, it, it, it came in on us. Uh, day two and three. Yeah. So you're out there your first couple days. Uh, I'm just trying to truncate the story. Uh, you see, you saw a couple bucks, nothing real good. You, Ernie, you saw one, one decent one. Uh, the one I seen from probably eighty yards or so could have been a shooter. It was a really large framed at at eight. I seen eight, uh, De- clear as day. Define shooter. Um, over one twenty. Okay, but without him being close enough, I don't know. You know, an eight. Well, one twenty is a nice eight. So, and then I had another eight when we were, well, chronologically, we go out there, and the very first morning, they're taking Frank and I out, and uh, we run Frank over on this hillside, and he's getting in this pop-up line, and uh, so I go out, and he's all up there, and we drove within... 75, 80 yards of it, an old logging two track, right? Mm-hmm. Farmer's deal. Yeah. Which I go, oh, I didn't think nothing of that, right? <laughs> so we head out across a couple pastures and stuff, and we're probably a couple miles away, and we drive up around, go through an old cut bean field and stuff, and drive around this huge gully and stuff. And he stops, and I go, he goes, right there. I'm 10 feet from where I'm hunting. And I'm thinking to myself, him and I, you know, especially later that night, you know, well, I get in this thing, I'm going, wow, you know, I've never <laughs> hunted out of these tents except for turkeys. So, and the guy, I, I wasn't and the there. guy's leaving it with a truck right there. Yeah, and so <laughs> off he goes, and I'm going, wow, I, I just, 
I got I got bad vibes about this thing. You know, <laughs> what did we get ourselves into? I wasn't there twenty minutes. Two big doves. Right in front of the tent. Come right out like that. All it would take is they wouldn't follow, be, right? Behind, so I don't know. Yeah. Shit from Shinola where they're setting me in this open area, right? So we finished that first day and Frank and I are kind of discussing it late at night. Second second day was more of the same. But then that was cold. Then it got really cold and he says, You know, guys, so we said, you know, we're used to hunting out of tree stands. He says, Man, I don't want to put you in a stand. It's going to be one degree in the morning. I yeah. said, Okay. He said, That weather breaks. I'll, I'll take you up to the north. So we suffered it out one more day in those lines, you know, and I did see a, a really good buck. But oddly enough, I know someone else is hunting there the week before. You know, when you got candy wrappers and shit inside the tent. That buck come out of up on that corner, stopped, turned, and just bam, looked right at me. And I'm going, okay, that's the big eight point or whatever that one dude was talking about. Somebody messed up on. I'm not getting good vibes about this at this point. I'm looking at what these guys are doing for us and stuff. And so remnants of Illinois are coming back. So, so real quick, right there, and one of the things that I wanted to ask about, like outfitter hunts and. And, and whatever is what um, caliber and I guess I don't know with the question I don't even know like where you enter into the spectrum but I would say what caliber of hunter do you think these guys are catering to what do you think is their average guy are th- are they their average hunter is he walking three quarters of a mile in with a the, tree stand on his back and the two guys from New Hampshire that hunted out there uh, that's kind of hunting they do you know which is three quarters of a mile okay. or whatever a mile in more more all like all a, all our, style. Your, our style our style I, I don't know what the average is I mean he had some clowns in there week before us that shot a, a buck that yeah they had him in the freezer it was ridiculous smaller than that did, yeah. did they give you guys any options or they just like we have these well the more we stay stands, there can right. you well, you want to hunt this you one know, or this you get one to or? know these people the more you stay there too, the more know? they understand who you are who you are okay you know, who they so are, all of a sudden know? john john finally says okay you guys want to do that I says i'll take you to the north well, and the weather broke too. Yeah, so it's uh, an evening. Yeah, we're going out for an evening. Tell him, me tell off, him what told, he did to the one tent though when he oh, killed the, the one. Day. Last day I hunted in that tent that morning. That was that was still cold that morning, but the temperature had come up during the hunt. So he's he comes in a little after ten, maybe something like that. I could hear the truck coming, and I'm going, God damn, he's getting pretty close. All of a sudden. <laughs> He runs into my tent with the goddamn Dodge Dakota. I didn't know if you'd know it was me because I got a different truck. And he's just laughing. I mean, the guy was, he was a hoot. But so You heard he said, he's sitting there and it goes, here's the bumper of the truck. I look up and he's, I don't know, I got a photo of this guy, but he's a big guy and he's got the beard and the or a goatee, and, and he's just got this big shitty grin on his face. Unbelievable. 
So the next, that evening, he takes us to the north and tells me where to drop down in. And he looked, he says, there's a stand. Go down in that where the three valleys come together. And that deal. He says, right in the middle there on the other side, you'll see it. No problem. I had no problem. I walked 250 yards or so, but I felt like hunting again, you know. It wasn't a 10-foot walk. And by the way, when you come out of some of them blinds over there, the very first morning they sat me, I come out of that blind, I stumbled a little bit because there's a cedar. It was up against some cedar trees. I went, it was a 40-foot drop straight down (laughs) that far, you know, three feet from the blind. They didn't say shit to me. (laughs) And he let me go in there that morning. (laughs) Unbelievable. If I'd have took one step. One big step that way. <laughs> Had to take a shit. Oh. It would have shit his pants on the way down. It's amazing. But getting back, you know, it, he dropped dropped me off, took Frank around. I even think at the time, at first he said you were going to get going in a tree stand. But then he said you were going in a He put me in a, in a blind. blind. At the side hill, though, right? Yeah. Which would have still been okay if you didn't mind sitting in the blinds because he's still would have been okay on that deer what gives gives me the deal is is like you're looking just out this window and that's it you know right you you know and i have that claustrophobic type feeling and it's like it's like brushing behind you so you know you know you're not shooting back here or anything you know what i mean this is the only spot you're going to shoot is out in front of you well i'm sitting here the first evening in that thing and uh i was messing around in there you know down the bone stuff you know and all of a sudden, I, I just drew the bow, you know, and like, yeah, I can shoot all here, you know, and I put it down and like, oh, this this buck walks right by the tent. I mean, like, right there. He's he's 10 feet from me, you know, the seven point, you know, and I'm going, holy shit, you know. And next thing I know, he's just, he never slowed down. He didn't, he didn't flinch. He didn't do nothing. He just walked right on by me, man. And he just, I watched him walk right up the hill. And then. Well, that uh, deer was covering some ground that night. Yeah. So he come by me half hour for that. Yeah. Ernie saw that buck. And he had texted me about He's a him. half mile from me over a, completely over a pasture and stuff. So then I'm sitting in there and I'm thinking, wow, man, I can't see crap. You know, and that deer was so close to me, I couldn't believe it, you know? So. I kind of lean forward like this, and I go to look out the window, and oh, there's a there's a deer walking right <laughs> towards me. I mean, he's probably 15 feet away, a button bucket. He comes, and he just walks like right up towards the tent, you know. And then I see, do do do. Here comes these other does, you know. They're coming running in there, you know, and they're all out in front of me, you know. And I'm going, this is nuts, you know. And then they just leave. They just walk away, you know. But I mean, them they go around them tents, man. It's like you know. Well, they're, so they get them tents, they're in, brushed in. Oh, yeah. I mean, but they're used to it, you know? They do a good job. As see, as he does get a lot of people that they either don't want them in a tree or they don't want to be in a tree. So or they guys, have a lot of guys are shooting crossbows, too. Right. Yeah. And so, so, back to so your tree, when you, you got up there, they supplied the stand. You, didn't, you yes. guys didn't use your stands. I did. I, I hunted out of mine so after that. I was super happy because this thing was like 20 feet. They put an extra extension on it, put it in a perfect tree, triple deal. You know, the next day and a half, I never had one deer look at me, and I had them right in there. Yeah. 
beautiful. Well, he goes in and he tells Greg that night, he says, after we hunted, he says, hey, can I take my stand in here? And Greg says, hell yeah, you can take your stand in there. And John says, well, I don't know if there's any trees. Frank says, hell yeah, there's trees. I said, I've I, seen I, them. I said, every deer that I could have killed every deer from one one tree that night, you know. I said, that's where I'm going to be tomorrow. And I was. And we got a little bit of a nugget of what Frank learned on this hunt about uh, reacting to deer and well, what, what you should or shouldn't do. And, it, and but, I, you know, I mean, I've hunted long enough to know. Uh, that you fucked up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's, it was the just. The good news it, is you've, you've still you got a very good opportunity. But you could have had. I, you know, I, I'm not saying, you know, I, I would probably. Shish kebab. Yeah, so, so let's at, let's, at let's five hear. yards instead of twenty five yards. Let let's go know. through that day. So you, you say you want to hunt out of this? Well, it was raining. It's raining yeah. that morning. Yeah. So we slept in. Actually, we, we pulled in there. We said, told Greg and them that night. I says, look, nobody's seeing much for real big deer, and he says, I don't know what's going on. You know, it's kind of weird. I said, well, we'll hunt during the day. We'll hunt all day. You know, next couple of days or whatever. He says that would probably be a good idea. Because you guys were coming in for lunch, right? Yeah. He Typically, come, yeah. Yeah, well, and it was so cold uh, prior to that, you know, I mean, they were coming to get us to warm us up, you know. I mean, I was pretty damn happy that first day that it was just oh, yeah. miserable cold that they showed up when he said he was going to show up. Yeah. Because it was, it was, I was, I was happy cold. to get out of there, you know. So, let's go to your, your hunt then. So, so. I, I told you know I, I said I want to I want to use my stand okay yeah. and he said fine so we go in there to go in the next morning after you know the rain had stopped when we leave about ten o'clock yeah we started out about ten o'clock about ten o'clock camp. well then we pulled the quad over there and this is you know quite a ways away from where we were staying and he says uh, we're gonna have to park down the road here and I'm gonna take you guys in on the four wheeler you know again Clay. Oh well, my God! It, this is like is that medium brown ground. This clay like is like line. unbelievable. Yeah. Okay? So Ernie gets on the four wheeler with John first, you know, and I see him take off down the road, and I'm going, "Oh my God!" <laughs> it was Just stuff flying everywhere, dude. You know. And oh, immediately I had to go. Oh, turn my bow straight up. Well, yeah. I'm not thinking oh, about it, you know. Hit with mud. He's gone for, I don't know, it takes him a half hour or whatever to get him in there, you know. He comes back. I get out. I'm strapping my stand on the front of the, this four-wheeler, and there's clay all over it. There's clay everywhere. I get on, me, you know, on the seat. It's a two-up, you know. He gets on in front of me. We take off, and I'm cradling my bow, you know, <laughs> like this. And we, we didn't go 50 feet, man, and there were wads of shit like golf balls hitting my, it's just sticking. Right, and your cams? Oh, cams. <laughs> it's the strings, you know. And I'm going, oh, my God, my fletching. It was going <laughs> like this, you know. And I just grabbed the bow and I turned it up like this. And I'm going, holy shit, you know. And, and finally, it was like we had to go a long ways to get to where I was going. Over and, two miles. Yeah, and it was all down this one nasty-ass road, man. We get down there, and I got, there is wads of shit all over me and all over my bow and my stand, you know, and I'm going, this sucks, you know. 
So I grab my stand, and he says, I'll be back dark to pick you up. Okay, John. I go down in there, hook the stand on my tree and everything, you know. Got everything straightened around, tried to clean my bow off a little bit, you know. Set up, put a scent bomb out, and uh, went up the tree. Well, and then I, I'm up the tree for just a little while, you know. I don't know, half hour, I guess. One hour. Yeah. And I texted Ernie. I said, all right, MF. I said, Something about it. Yeah. I'm hustling now, motherfucker. You know, like that, yeah. you know. I says, Back you know, to I, normal. I could, I could feel it, you know what I mean? I was in my stand, you know, and I was in, I could see everywhere, you know. And uh, so I'm sitting there, and I just texted him that, you know. And I look over, just like where we came in, and we're there, you know, out of this, this draw, like. Here comes this little deer, you know. I'm watching him, you know, and I'm thinking, all by himself. Button buck, you know. Just comes in, comes in, comes in. So I thought, I don't see nothing behind him, you know, so I'm not going to get up, you know. Bad mistake. Bad mistake. Bad, bad mistake. <laughs> don't ever do this to yourself. Always get ready. That deer came in, got downwind of that bomb and stopped. And he's standing there. And I'm watching him, you know, and I, it was just like, a time warp almost, you know, he's just standing there, you know, looking around and he's, you can see him smelling and all of a sudden he, he went to alert and ears, you know, everything was out and he's looking past me this way and I'm going, oh man, I know I did it. I did it to myself. I don't know. I don't know what's coming, but I'm, I know this is going to be bad. And I, and you couldn't hear nothing because everything was wet in there, you know. And I'm sitting up in that tree, and I'm thinking, and he's getting he's getting more excited, you know, as the seconds are ticking off, you know. And I'm going, oh God, you know, I I, I didn't know what to think, you know. And all of a sudden, I just kind of looked over my left shoulder like this, and right underneath me, this some bitch walks. So where's your bow? You have it hanging, or is it it's hooked to my upper part of my stand i okay. got a bow hanger on the stand itself so you can grab it huh oh it's i can grab it but i don't want to move you right. know what i'm saying yeah i don't want to move because i don't know where you know what what's else going is there and when i looked down i just about shit you know all i could see was just rack you know and i'm going oh god <laughs> i said I'm, all, I'm done i'm done right now i'm not even gonna get up and i'm done and he walks about out about five yards broadside, and there ain't nothing. Not a stick, twig, grass, nothing in between me and him. Just there. And I'm looking at him, and I got I ain't even got my hand on my bow yet, oh, you know. Man. And he stops to smell that bomb. He smells it then. And I'm going, Oh my God. And he just and he he, he you can see him, he was like like this, and then all of a sudden he goes. <laughs> he looked right at me, you know, and I'm going Oh, this is it. He's gone, you know. Michigan, you know, that deer would have been like, see ya. Did you, you have know? any any branches or anything by you? Any any cover at all? Or were uh, you not much behind me. You know? no, I was like in a... Because you're in a pole tree. Pole tree, pretty pole. much, you know. But he goes... It did have a split. He goes up a ways. But that was yeah. above... The split was actually above me then, you know, until I stood up, you know. But 
and and he turns and he like takes a couple more steps, you know, towards that little that little deer, and then he you see him smells the bomb again, you know, like you know, and he turns and looks right back at me again, you know, <laughs> and I'm going, what the hell's going on here, you know, <laughs> and and then he starts, he turns and he puts his head down like you know how they're, when they're going to chase a doe, and he goes after that little deer, and I thought that's it, dude. I grabbed my bulb in and I stood up. I got that thing out there and I started turning on the stand. And I got all this clay and shit on my boots, you know. And as I'm turning, this so shit's hitting the ground underneath him. And he just goes around the cedar tree, you know. And he's standing over there looking. And I'm going, oh, shit, you know. I know he's gone now, you know. But I said, oh, I'm, I'm getting ready anyway. So I just turned, you know, I turned the rest of the way, had to release on there, you know, got it tight. You know, I'm going to make my shot if I get the chance. And he stood over there for a second and I thought, ain't no way he's coming back. And he turns and walks right back. Yeah. And he's, I, I thought he was 25, you know, drew back. He never, he never even knew I was there. Like, you know what I mean? It was nothing. I drew back. I put the pin right behind the front leg. and might have held a little low. I don't know. You know, thinking maybe he'll drop. You're but, and I, the only thing I can think of is I peaked. I say, you know, when peaked. I shot. I, I peaked, you know, when I shot. I, I think I, I looked for the arrow. Yep. Because the lighted knock went right under his heart like thud and that was that was it so did you like i mean when you were sitting up in the tree when you first got up there did you range like that cedar did you pick out ranges around i you know i think i did do just a little bit of ranging you know but But, i but when when big bones jones walked in you forgot all about that right Well, I, and I wouldn't have had time to range him. Actually, you know, I don't think right. You know, but that's not meant. Though. I mean, but you I know, well, out. I I thought I ranged a couple things. You know, what I mean, I mean, I was just happy to be in a tree stand. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know. It was just hey, I you know, I missed him. You know, <laughs> but I missed the biggest deer of my life. You know, so bar none. So bar so, none. But so Ernie's talking about like you know respectable deer shooters like one twenty. What are we talking here? I could see six on the right side for sure, and it looked like a picket fence, big, high picket fence, and then there was like a deal like my thumb sticking off one of them, you know, like the back tine. Sticker. Huh? Had a sticker. Yeah, yeah. And just big, huge, you know? Compared to like Adam's Ohio buck. Bigger. And Adam's is a 150. And I said, I said... He was this fucking wide. It's the biggest deer <laughs> oh, yeah. I've ever well, seen. This, this deer, he might not have been, you know, width-wise, you know, but mass and length of tines, you know, and the way it was just a just a bushel basket of horns. That's all it was. Add up all the bucks in the pole barn together. Still not there. Not there. <laughs> no. And then, I mean. Well, I was talking to the guide about this, and I kind of explained what Frank said, and the guide looked at me, and John says, 160 to 170. He said, if it had stickers, it's probably five and a half years old. Well, so, it, I mean, that's come out of his mouth just like that. It was just a, 
He said, they're here. It was just a giant buck. And I mean, it, it was, it happened Still so there. fast. You know what I mean? Maybe. But, but <laughs> I'm just telling everybody right now, any of the listeners, believe me. And, and, and if, be ready all the time. Because, <laughs> that's hard. You know, look at some of the stuff that's happened to us just in these last two hunts. You know what I mean? Oh, I've, you know? I've made that mistake. You gotta, you gotta be ready all the time mm-hmm. because if I'd have been, if I'd have stood up, I know I'd have got that shot. You know, I'd have got that shot. I think we need to, uh, my son Jet <laughs> had that same uh, thing happen when, when I killed the doe. Uh, back up in what was it, the end of right before gun season started, <laughs> he was turning around facing the wrong way, and his his bow was hanging up behind him. <laughs> well, Eric already killed a really nice buck this year, missed that one in Missouri, and then fucked up on one way bigger than that in the exact same spot. Because well, you can't criticize him for that; it was because of my canoe. I'm blaming Frank. <laughs> <for that. laughs> it's your fault, Frank. <laughs> But now, right after, now, I was 11, 11.33 when I missed that buck, and you shot one at what? 120. 120. Yeah. So, so those deer so, were moving during the day, see? Right. Yeah. So, so you missed. Mm-hmm. You're laying in your tree crying. <laughs> and then. I felt like texting him to make sure he didn't have any real sharp objects with him, but I, I already I, knew he did. Well, one of them is duller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One, one less. And I'm, hey, I'm going to tell you guys something right now. I'll tell you how these deer react to this. Where I shot that arrow, that button buck came back and could see my lighted knock, and he walked up and pushed on it with his nose. <laughs> I mean, I just shot that arrow. You know what I mean? I had it in my hand. Do you look like Rudolph? <laughs> I swear to God, he goes. He's going. His are green. Oh, he's going like this, and he's smelling it, and then he walked away, and he comes over here and lays down. He laid down for half an hour. Oh, he's he like, was just happy he didn't get his ass kicked. Then you by know that what he does. Gear. Then you know. Check this out. Then he gets up. He comes over and he smells the scent bomb again. Looks over there. Goes over to the arrow again, and he smells it again. And then he goes over here and lays down. He's like, I really like this guy. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He scared off old, old Big Bones Jones. And uh, even if he wanted to shoot me, he'd probably miss. <laughs> and, there's some, and there's some stank in the air. He's like, he's like, I'm safe right here. Yeah, I think I'm good here. If he missed something that big, how's he going to hit me? <laughs> wow. He's just teasing you, like <laughs> it was. It was crazy, though. I mean, I, I'd never seen anything like that before. That dude, and he didn't even care. You know, he didn't even care. He went around behind me, laid down. You know, and he goes, and I had a bit of a respiratory problem then. You know, I was really congested. Yeah, you were fighting it in Missouri too. And the second time he laid down. He was over there. I mean, he's 25, 30 yards. I don't know. And he'd been laying there for a while, and I'm going, man, I'm going to I'm gonna choke over here, you know. <laughs> so I, I took my neck gaiter off, put it up there with my hanky, and my tried to get my coat up there, you know. And I'm going to clear my throat, you know. And I go, huh, huh, <laughs> like that, you know. And he goes, <laughs> looks around, ah. Nothing, you know. 
So that was your morning hunt. So then, so then, well, or that afternoon, I mean, right. you know. So you, well, midday, midday, yeah. Midday. Yeah, we, I don't know, we got out there, I had to get out there here before you did, so it must have been, yeah. I was out there by quarter to 11, maybe. Yeah. Easily. Well, I, I'll, on the, when we put up this podcast and we put up the, the pictures, I'll put up the screenshot if it's still available of Frank's text string. Because it's like, in the tree, I'm fucking hunting. Just missed a giant. Like, hang in there, buddy. Hey, and then I'll send them to you. And then <laughs> and then this is the next. But the, the string of texts is hilarious. Well, I wasn't in there long. I mean, I was damn happy to be back in a familiar hunting situation. Yeah, up off the ground 20 feet, that type of thing. And it was literally, no bullshit, this place was tore up. I've never seen so much activity for um, being scraped up and stuff. I even took a photo of it from the stand with the snow on the ground. And there was more there than I ever thought because when I got down, after I, you know, everything went down, I went down and walked around. <laughs> and there was <laughs> literally, went down. <laughs> there was more. They're everywhere. The rub, and it's just, just amazing. R.H. Ernie. Yeah. <laughs> so... Start off a deer come in, uh, a year and a half doe, right to the, the, the scrapes and stuff. It was kind of neat seeing does interact that way. Went over to a, a cedar that had a really big scrape there. Come up into there, stood there, and was smelling the branches of the cedar. The looking branch. Yep. Then she come up, went underneath me, and went over on the side hill and was dicking around up there for a while. And I looked, and all of a sudden up that same... Uh, valley that leads its way toward the river, I believe, which is a little ways away. Oh, it's yeah. the border. Yeah. The border. Well, up comes this big deer. I see it coming through these dark spots. I said, holy Christ, that's a big deer. Stood up, got ready, come out, and it was the biggest freaking doe. There's no way a doe can be as big as this deer was. It looked like it had the, it had the huge neck and that deer was just massive deep. And the whole time I'm sitting here, after she left, I go, you dumb bastard. Didn't take a picture. I got a camera right in my pocket, <laughs> you know, and it was just huge. It come in. This other deer seen it. It goes, da, 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 hello, went down there. That deer laid its ears back and attacked that other deer and hit it, clubbed it. I mean, attacked it quick <laughs> and hit it. And it ran off like that. And she went over there to that same scrape, the big one, and did the same exact thing. And then she went up the tr- up a trail up, up that way, and the other deer walked off. Oh, I'm going, holy cow, I mean, that is a massive. Well, then my phone starts blowing up. <laughs> this was after he said, now nah, I'm hunting now, you know, MF. <laughs> he says, I forget the exact words, he says. I just missed it. Might have said I just missed a giant. I go, oh man! And then there was a few details in there. And At least you got a shot. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm going, oh man! I just kind of tried to help him out, you know. I just said, man, hang in there, man. Lightning can strike twice. Hang in there, you know. We're in the right part of the country right here, buddy. So I, I you know, I know how he's feeling. You know, it's a, it's a very lonely. Sick feeling when you have that opportunity like that. 
Well, that happened to you in Ohio, right? It did. Yeah. Yep. I got the arrow off, hit a, again, hit a stick not far from the tree, and the arrow went like that. That was a very nice deer. But, um, we were texting, and I was about to text you again, text Frank again, and, uh, I was reaching in my pocket for the phone, and I just kind of always like to look really good when I'm dicking around, not doing doing something I shouldn't be doing. And off this side hill, here I was just seeing bang. Here he's coming, boom, boom, just walking. I'm going, oh Jesus! You know, I pulled my hand out, worked when I had the chances, worked my hand up on the bow on the hanger, couldn't stand up, which I just I just hate sitting down unless I'm. You know, special more stand. It's got a high seat or something. I didn't have a choice. And by the time he got, and and this was twenty one yards to the real big scrape area right out here with the rubs and stuff. Hit a couple big trees. I yanked it, bang back, got the pin down in there. Took a quick look at my limb to make sure it cleared the edge of that seat thing I was sitting on. And by then it was like he's standing there. I'm going, okay, this is it. So I'm I'm kind of trying to get down i took another peak like that down there and boom bow goes off <laughs> whack down the deer goes and i thought the first thing i go is man terrible shot and then i went oh man great shot <laughs> you know spined him yeah, yeah. <laughs> it right behind the shoulder that was about probably what it looked like that far down yeah but uh went straight down and his legs went straight out and then he was trying to move and stuff. So at that point, I'm going, I'm in another world now. Okay, never done this. I said, okay, I've heard horror stories about people getting down and these things running off, but he can't go nowhere. Well, then he flopped and gave me a relatively really good shot with a slight angle away. So I just knocked an arrow and drew back, pulled down in there and just kept pulling and squeezing, pulling and squeezing. When that bow goes off, he does another one of them little flop deals and curls. The arrow comes in and slams well, roughly where I wanted to, but when he curled, all it ended up doing is going in under the hide. Right down the rib cage. Back out the hide and then hit his, uh, evidently his foot or something on the other side, <laughs> laid 10 feet from him with the knock lit up. And I'm going, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so then I'm going to get down. So he's, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to dispatch that animal quick. I just wanted to. I didn't, didn't care for it. I'd much rather shoot him, have him run 10 seconds, and be dead. Well, what does he do? He flops over and gives me the perfect shot. So, Geronimo here loads his third arrow. <laughs> draw back. Squeezed it off, and I shot him right through the back of the heart. And he lasted about six eight seconds head went just boom so then i'm going oh man this is just too wild so i think then i texted you i said oh my omg just knocked down a, a nice 10 you know yeah and then uh said, man, I got to calm down here because I got a little stand pots going <laughs> before I try to climb down this tree, you know. So I finally got down there. Oh, my God. Pretty wild. And believe me. Red lights everywhere. Those rages. <laughs> hey, that rage, oh, chisel that, point. Yeah, I tell you what, 
It's It'll zip right down the rib cage. Oh man, I'm telling you what. If you want to, if you want to skin one, I, I never seen. You wait till like Wilkes that. gets a really good look. I at never that seen one anything like it. You could have put a suitcase in there for crying out loud. You know, <laughs> it was big. So, and and what did the uh, the guide say when you guys are on the way back? When he looked in the back seat, well, my quiver was back there. <laughs> Mine was back here too, and stuff. And he said, "My God, I had to look behind me. I thought somebody had a had a Christmas tree in there following me." You know? <laughs> three three red ones and a green one back there. You know what? Those things are amazing. That one lasted till the day after that. Yeah. Day after that day, we didn't turn them off. They were too busy drinking beer. Mm. One drinking his sorrows away. One celebratory. Oh, I, I, I I had a few. I, not, had, not I a, had two that, that, that night. Yeah, maybe two that You had to hunt the next day. Yeah, I had to hunt, so I hunt shoot, it all the next day. You guys shooting the nocturnals? Yeah. Yeah. You too? Yeah. yeah. My problem, I I bought like four packs mm-hmm. this last, you know, during the summer, whatever. And <clears throat> two of them I, I broke just shooting in the targets. Yeah. Like, I, I know I'm shooting, you know, my... Eastern Axis arrows, so they have the smaller, you know, smaller diameter. I think they're the H knots. No, it's the X. But anyway, they break right at right where they the the ferrule meets the shaft. It pops off, and it, like at first, I didn't realize you know what had happened. I didn't even know it was broke, and the one was flickering a little bit. Well, then I went up and then. And then you can just sit there and wiggle it. Yeah. About ready to fall off. So yeah. that could be, you know, that's. Yeah. Devastating. That's a, dry fire. Yeah, your dry bow. fire yeah. bow. You right. know, hurt yourself, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that should, you know, it's like a little tip or whatever for people to keep an eye on those. And then when that doe I shot, it went, I mean, that was, you know, perfect pass through right through the ribs. And then it worked. But when I got down there, the top of the knock was gone. Hmm. And it, I mean. And so, and I've noticed, I've seen several pictures now on Instagram where the same thing has happened to other guys. So I think that's, it's kind of a flaw with those knocks right Could now. Could be. I've seen one with Dudley. I've seen, I can't remember who yeah, else. Yeah, I didn't, when I shot that buck early in the season, I didn't recover it. It, it hit a tree or something, broke off, was gone, went flying out. So. I'll tell you, uh, what was I going to tell you guys, uh, the, uh. Oh, I was sitting here the one night. This is back here. Sitting up in the tree, you know, and you know how you get dark, you know, you pop your arrow off, you know, put it in the quiver, you know, and stuff. And I'm getting things ready, you know, I let my bow down and I'm looking. Here's a lighted knock on my string. Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't push my thumb, you know, normally I push my thumb behind the, the knock when I take it off. Yeah. And I just jerked it off there. I dropped my rest and jerked it off. And, but it was lighted. It was on because I, you know, I must have, like, wiggled it or something. Well, I, I can tell you this. It, it doesn't take much to set one of them off because I was having problems. And like, I I got to give it to John, but I've been having problems with that knock to it because I think it's either got water in it or something. It's like. It, you got some it, corrosion in it. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't want to uh, seat very well. Well, that last day when I was in Missouri. I had a bitch of a time getting it on the D loop and finally got on there and I had an issue with it before. So I just kind of like tugged down my release a little bit 
and it fucking popped off, but so did the arrow, and it went yeah, about three <laughs> feet, boom, all the way straight down to the ground, and it was lit. Green knock right there, laying at the bottom. Man, you're like that. Come up and lick it. Come up and smell it, man. Whoa, what's that? But that when you, how does your knock? I mean, they must. It sounds like it must be pretty tight. Then that knock fit really tight on the string. Not that bad. And I mean, just you know. Another night, I I was I got up there and pushed it on, you know, and it turned it on, and it turned on, you know, and I'm going, oh, what the hell? So I I ended up, I had some crap in the knock in between the string and the in the knock, you know, itself, and I just I jammed it in, yeah, jammed some stick a stick or something in there, you know, yeah, stuck your stuck your quiver knock end down in the dirt. Oh yeah. So, uh, for your, like, takeaway from your high, I mean, you guys both had opportunities, um, you know, and, I mean, that's, it's hunting, right? So, what would you do differently, um, like, if, if you go back there again or, or, or whatever, because... I would get their permission to turn us loose. Yeah. Let it, you know... Uh, Hope, use our stands and just yeah. Hopefully, it wouldn't go, be give so. Us, give us those op- you know, options and then let us turn. You're, you're, you're going to hunt here. You're going to hunt there. You know what I mean. That's fine, but give us an area. You know what I mean, and let us go ahead and hunt. And I think they're know? fine. With it. And but, I think he he'd do that. He well, he has unguided hunts and stuff like that. You know, too. You know, semi guided. You got to transport yourself. I just and stuff which we could do. I have a question for that, though. But but why? Huh? I mean, you had. Oh, I you no. missed a monster. I I, I agree. Well, with you. <laughs> he took his own stand and he moved where he wanted to right. be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's all I'm that's, asking for. Is that you know? Freedom. That's what I did. You and know? They don't have a problem. I you know, right. me is Less work you know, they got. I, an opportunist. I I looked at that and I went, man, I could see everything from there. You know, I could have killed every deer I saw. So you know, so in hindsight, if you'd have been sitting in that blind, what would have happened? I'd have probably killed him. Well, you'd have probably killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, have probably, I'd have probably killed him. Thanks for bringing that back. <laughs> yeah. So, did it, he, I mean, it, how but, close did he yeah. come to that blind? It would have been uh, about a 30-yarder, you know, maybe. Well, he had a problem at well, he 18. had a 5-yarder. You know. <laughs> but, I mean, I was in the right spot. You know what I'm saying? When I picked the and right what's spot. What's funny is, you know, you... I, I catch you standing a lot more than sitting. Yeah, I know. Uh, I just, but you see, you go, well, I'm going to stand the last two hours here. Yeah. See, we always think prime time. Well, in situations like we were in. I mean, I just got in the Any time, 10 seconds you know? could be prime and then, time. And then I see a little deer like that, and I'm thinking, ah, there ain't nothing behind him. You John, know? I can see out there. Are, are you seeing a real simple solution for this? Yeah, just be ready. No, I'm saying if these two clowns when they're talking about Ernie says I hate sitting, and oh. he's saying if you, get your ass in the saddle, if you were in a saddle, right, it would have been. I mean, well, it it I, sounds so like cliche. I feel like in this day and age, because of like the, the hype and all that stuff, but like you're always fucking ready. I mean, 
There's not a... Well, you're not exactly always ready. Sometimes your bowl could be on the ground and stuff. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or your camera is your camera isn't quite right. You like know, we're saying, it just takes Your finger's not in the right nostril, uh, you know. If that would have been the buck that you missed, I'd have definitely flung an arrow at him. I'm not saying I'd have killed him. Because, I mean, I think that that does it like a disservice to the animal because, like, that deer was there for, you know, 15 minutes at 35 yards. And I certainly would have shot at him, but mm-hmm. I mean, I shot at fifteen fucking squirrels today, and I got one. So <laughs> with your bow? No, with the fucking pellet gun. Oh, pellet gun. I but, kill, I got. Maybe you should choose your bow. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> about that. Off. I'm telling you what. I, got, I have more confidence in my bow I got than that. A couple that gray gun. squirrels in the freezer. I just put one in there hey, today. I, uh, listen to me. And then I'm, I shot I'm, a red squirrel right, right through both eyes. With my bow. I'm was, going out tomorrow morning, Adam, and I'm going to get you a pot full. Okay? Right. And no. I'll clean them for you, too. Hey, I that one doesn't look too bad. You did, did a great job. Yeah. Did Put you it on have the your uh, squirrel the arrow knocked in Missouri, too, one morning yeah. or something? Well, that was a whole <laughs> accident. Yeah. I just grabbed one out of the quiver, and I, was fuck- I looked up, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot him with a judo point. <laughs> I've been really blessed. He had to aim for his eyeball. <laughs> so, okay. Well, another good question is that I thought Adam would ask is, would I do that again? Right. Right. Well, we're getting there. Would you have been talking for two hours. I mean, I'm working up to it. Would I? <laughs> uh, yes, I would. Yeah. Absolutely. Same outfitter, same everything. I think I would go back to them. Again. I would, you know. I see what well, can happen there. They just shot a 200-incher on the. Yeah, other property, joining right property last year. These deer go. Well, and that's what he that said. That buck when, he seen when, could when we, be in South Dakota two days from now. Yeah. When we talked to him at the expo, because you, yeah. after you'd seen him, then you're like, hey, yeah. come with me and go check this right. guy out. It's legit. And he's, you know, they had a little video uh, clip playing, and then we talked to him, and he's like, yeah. They had said they he had like a 180, uh, 190 shot. So what, what's the name of the outfitter? North Star. Okay, we'll have to reach out to them because I can tell you what. <laughs> this is the guy that you want sitting in your booth. You have like a little <laughs> cooler of bush light underneath it, and he'll sit at your booth at the yeah. fucking <laughs> the expo. The bush lattes. But that, you know, and you can go get an artist rendition of the deer you shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is what shot at. Shot at. Shot at. This in, is what could have been. It's imprinted in the back of my brain right yeah. now. You, you could, could do an artist. need a sketch artist come yeah. in, you yeah. know, and yeah. do a yeah. wanted. Go down the county jail. The bandit. <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would definitely do it again. So uh, again, like, so when you go back there, so you you go back there. That that's what you want. That you want to just tell them to. Well, let you do your own thing, and but uh, if you were to take a quad. Say hey, don't bump my tree in, with, in the, my with the Dakota. <laughs> right? I'll, uh, yeah. If you were to take quad with your four wheeler, you could do the semi guided hunt because he would just tell you, "Well, they'll show you where to the, go." You know, they they, he said, they don't well, have to transport you. Right. So this, as long as you're not, I mean, especially now that they know you guys, right? Yep. You have rapport. They don't want just some clowns coming out there and just running all over their property no, no. and fucking shit no, out I for mean, the next guy. But here's the here's the thing. There and there, that's where you've got. You me. know, right? If you're looking at the guided hunt was twenty five, mm-hmm. 
The uh, semi guy was, was like 22. You know? If pay for if, the guide, pay for the guide. Bring your quad. No, pay well, for the guide. Bring your tree stand. You could probably use his quad, you know? Or your saddle. That's what I'm saying. Right. We, we had our own gear, you know? He had no problem with me using my gear. I oh, didn't oh, care. Absolutely. You know? That spot down there, you know, where they put us, you know, uh, I knew it was, you know, good looking deal, you know, but I just wanted to be in a different, I didn't want to be in that tent, you know what right, I mean? Right. I don't like, you know, that kind of stuff, you know? Well, mine's flat anyways out back now. <laughs> so well, that's, I don't have to worry see, about well, that. See, while you guys were sitting out there in Missouri, I right. was sitting in the tent out right. back. Right. And, you know. You got the same feeling of like you couldn't see where they were well, coming I, from. Yeah, I couldn't see. It. I mean, the, that first morning I was sitting there, and it was just that was Halloween morning. It was the day you guys left. Yeah, and it was just like sleet and snow and just nasty ass. Well, I was glad I was in the tent. Yeah, but it's just swirling, and so in this tent, I'm six three. I can stand up and stretch and not even come close to touching the top. This thing is you know huge. <laughs> And the window's huge, and it was. I had it fully zipped down, and I'm I'm completely fully dressed black. I got my face painted black, and I had each side window just zipped a little bit so I could see out. But I had to lean forward a little bit just to look. So I'm sitting there, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I know better than fast move. I'm just slowly moving. You know, I'm. Look, I'm looking to the south, out the, the left window there, and just kind of come come back, and I turn my head to the right, and bam! There's this little six-point, just outside his ears, you know, nice little buck, but he's like 14 yards, and he's looking at me, and both of our eyes are just like, you know, like <laughs> golf balls. He's like, what the fuck is that thing, you know? But he ended up taking a few more steps, and then... You know, he just, he's looking at me the whole time, but he was coming into them scrapes, and then the wind swirled around, you know, it was over. He said, at that no point. thanks. Yeah, he's like, you saw a few deer out there, didn't you? Yeah, we, then, so, hunted that morning, didn't hunt, I didn't hunt that evening. I ended up going back in there Saturday with Jet, and, uh, Saturday morning, we, uh, seen one nice buck well i could see it he he crossed i mean it was on the trail yeah we were actually getting out it was like 11 o'clock and jet was laughing at me because i was grunting snort wheezing and making all kinds of ruckus and all of a sudden shit there was a buck you know i'm like there's a deer right here coming and he was like he had got caught out late and he was moving back up towards the north but i could see horns i couldn't tell he was definitely a more he was a bigger bigger body deer really dark gray that little six point was like light brown, almost like he still had a summer coat on. Yeah. Little body, younger buck, but the other one was definitely more of a mature, but you know, mature mature deer. But he just probably one of the ones that making them bigger rubs. Over there. Yeah, because there's some, there's some nice rubs out there. And then that was we ended up hunting, sitting out there all day Saturday. We didn't see anything in the evening. Sunday morning, of course, Jet's like, ah, I'm sleeping in, Dad. So I get out there and. I didn't see anything for the first couple hours. Hit the grunt tube. All of a sudden, from the southwest, all of a sudden, I, you know, I hear something coming. Look, here comes the little doe. And she's 
comes right in. I got her on film. She she comes right in, you know, and she's looking for that grunt. Like, you know, that was that was kind of odd. Young young doe come in. She ended up coming right up in and circling around, and then just kind of wandered off. But but yeah, it, you saw them big does out there too, didn't you? The the two big ones with the the four together, didn't you? No, no, you said you did. No, I think Adam seen the. Oh, yeah, I seen yeah, I seen four. Yeah. yeah, that was Adam. Yeah. So and that was I'm up until this year and and right now, I'd never seen a freaking. I've seen two deer out there. I killed one, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and you were talking about the can calls. I can and I know Ernie had can called one in back there, but I seen this deer like cruising by, and I can called him called him to the base of the tree and I shot him at six yards and there was another one right between the shoulder blades <laughs> and uh, he didn't go th- th- I didn't find one drop of blood but I seen where he he died and you know, just went over there and got him but and then Frank and I like 15 years ago sat on the ridge and had one doe like squeak by muzzleloader season wasn't so, it? it was snowy yeah, know, we had snow on the ground we had a gun I know that but we Went out there, and I've hunted out there a million times. I guess last last year, the year before, in the winter, I had some go by me. But I'd seen more deer in turkey season than I've ever seen any deer out there while I was actually hunting. That's because they know you're you're not hunting them. <laughs> well, but this year, you know, I went and sat in that tent, and it was to the south. And it, Frank gave me the story about all the deer that he'd seen out there, and this, that, and the other thing. But I didn't know they were coming from the south. I expected everything to be working from the north or from the the southwest working towards the north. These freaking deer popped out right from the east. Yeah, they're bedding to the north. Yeah. So they popped out from the east south of me. And, like, it was the same thing. Like, they knew something was in that tent. And, like, they knew that it wasn't, like, what they were yeah. used to. Well, if anything, but, you had to leave that window open. Like, well, yeah, maybe they're used to. <laughs> no, we need to get a mannequin set in there and leave the the, the window open. Well, last right. year at ATA they had that like yeah. Halloween decoration that you right. put in your put in your stand. stand. But yeah, I'm I'm listening back to that as I'm just thinking like that's where Frank needs to be because I mean if you count all the deer that you've seen all season. I'd say half of them have been back out there. Now that his tent's crushed. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, but we I mean, his dreams were crushed in Nebraska. We so could just put him in a saddle and get him out there. Oh, well, I had him in the saddle the other day, uh, and he wasn't having you, it. I guarantee you, though, the the one tree that I used to hunt, the, the oak right there on the corner of the trail, Yeah, you know where that hole is over there. Yeah. I mean, you could shoot to that, you know. So you would you would be in a good spot with the right wind there, you know. I'm just gonna get a couple trees ready for next year. Now's the time. Hmm? Now's the time. Get yeah. out there and do it. You know, I think one of the mistakes that we made is we, all that sign was out there. You weren't out there, right? Hunting. All that well, sign showed again, up. Again, that falls into the knowledge based right. part, whereas. If that was a place he'd never been to and he'd never seen sign, he'd have never hunted. But right. now that he knows what's going on, he yeah, has right. the advantage of getting there early. Yeah, but yeah. I I honestly think, like, I mean, 
from what I've seen this year, and like we need to like seriously do a podcast just on not necessarily trail cameras, but cellular trail cameras. I mean that for for guys that have a spot to hunt that's near their house or somewhere that they can just slip into, like I don't think that there's any like better tool out there. I mean, and from where he's at, he could almost use a Bluetooth or a fucking <laughs> Wi-Fi one. I mean, realistically, but you know, to be able to see in real time. Right, what's going on without having to mess it up? I right, because not having to go out there. Because yeah, that's the problem. Because I, I try to stay out of there for the most part. Get wise real quick. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, that's I, I try to stay out of there for the most part because I know the the first couple times you go in there are going to be your best opportunities. Chance. You know. So. Yeah, I was. Even you know this morning you guys got up went hunting. I was I got up to go hunting, but then the wind was just whipping out of the south. It was a terrible wind for where I was going to go, and so I let, let it get light. Then I went up there and uh, figuring that they had already been through, and just wanted to see what what kind of sign was in there. And I'm like, you know what? I've always you know talked about it. I don't even own a trail camera. It's time right. to go get some. And, well, yeah. well, that's and that's where we messed up this morning's because when we walked out there and on that corner, like where we said that, like that's where we need to be hunting. Like I should have just went and put a camera out there and just left it, you know. Yeah. Because, um, it well that spot we found today. Yeah. The yeah. spot we found today. That's, that's where you should put a camera. I'll sell you know. Yeah, <laughs> but but that's. I mean, there's no cell service there. That's the bitch well, of it. Yeah, that, that's where I hunt. There's no, there's no yeah. cell service. So the, there's no point. But what we found when we are walking around is going to change the way that I hunt. That I can tell you that oh, right yeah. now. Absolutely. So, but yeah, I, I think pretty much that kind of covers like our whole deal for uh, you know this this past November and um, you know out of state. And everything, um, we got a lot of Uncle Frank on this one. Uh, we did get an Uncle Frank story, uh, but we'll save that for uh, another day. Um, so, you know, thanks everybody for listening. If you stuck around for this long, but I, you know, a lot of times we ramble and it goes from from here to there. But this one was, I feel like, a little bit more fluid. I'd say, and and thanks to Eric for stopping by on this one and. And kind of going back through it because, you know, for for first time out of state. And I mean, these past few years, you know, I mean, I mean, we've only been doing the podcast for a couple of years, um, and I mean, I don't think that there's any, you know, that you can't deny the correlation between our podcast and Eric's success of the last two years being his most successful right. years. It's yeah. I owe it to you guys. Now I never want to see that canoe again. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad you guys invited me to go, though, and had me on here. So, good time. But, yeah, so th- thanks, everybody, for listening, and I think that's kind of all we got for this evening. See you. See you later. See you.
and sit down.